0: Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 14th, 2016, and I am back on the show with my boy Shaka to Breakdown Week 14. Shaka, are you ready to do this thing?
1: What's going on, people?
0: Let's do this. Dude, you know where we got to start. You know what we got to talk about. We got to talk about your New York Jets pulling out a win in San Francisco. Jets defeating the Niners in overtime. Bryce Petty getting his first... NFL win ever, Shaka. Give me your thoughts. Take it away.
2: Well, last week I definitely felt some shit, and I uh, I didn't think they had it in them.
0: I didn't think so they had I, it in either, man.
2: Um, and you know what? Through pretty much the entire first half, I was absolutely correct.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Carlos Hyde absolutely
0: dude
2: put his foot on their back.
0: Dude, and- he put his foot in their asshole. Like straight <laughs> up was gouging them like there was easily three solid like 20 plus yard runs that he had on that Jets defense that Jets defense that I thought had a good run d
2: it's, it's really been looking uh suspect the last I think the last month yeah or so. um everyone pretty much had a field day on that run defense um which is pretty actually I think it the top five run defense in the NFL before that
3: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. um but yeah Carlos Hyde looked like a man possessed uh Funny enough, I didn't really get into the end zone um, at all uh, uh, this game. Carlos Hyde. He got, yeah, he got Vulture on one touchdown. But, he got uh,
0: Vulture. He he, had, he had a catch. He had a touchdown catch, but I mean, he didn't he didn't get in with a rushing touchdown. But that was about all yeah. he did. That
2: was kind of surprising. I, I I think I texted you after the first half was over. And oh. Seven rushes for 117
0: yards, dude. I mean, those numbers are crazy. Who has 100 40-some-odd yards on seven fucking carries.
2: And, yeah, just just The 17 carries overall for 193. I'm looking at the numbers now. My
0: God, dude. Um, uh, we thought Levy and but, Bell had a great day. We, we're going to get there, but Jesus. Carlos Hyde. Dude, I think I played somebody in one of my leagues where he had Levy and Bell and Carlos Hyde. I mean, what the hell are you going to do with that?
2: Just cry. I mean, there's nothing you'll, you can do but to cry and just hope, you know. Um, oh, God. And on the other side, Bilal Powell had a pretty – fucking great game.
0: Dude, Bilal Powell, he looked really good. And let's be clear here, that touchdown he had to win the game, that was beautiful.
2: Yeah, it was dominant. And it, it pretty much, that signifies just the way he'd been running all uh, all day. He just, just power, man. Just straight bully on the field, which is something he's always done in spurts.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, I can't remember the last time I actually saw him just, you know, actually get the chance to run the football and not, you know, just be a 10 carry back. Right. And she got... 30 carries in this game, which is, uh, I, I, man, I think about for some reason. I think about um the Eagles when I think about this, is that you know when you have a quarterback, a rookie especially, just make sure your running back is you know the the run game is strong just to kind of balance out. Because Bryce Petty was is not as good of a quarterback as a Carson Wentz, not as uh, not as composed. I still think some of his uh his his past making decisions are mm-hmm. sketchy and a little too risky for, uh, you know, my liking. Mm-hmm. But a good running game can really kind of temper, and it can really open up your options in terms of passing. You don't have to throw it deep every time. You don't have to throw it down the middle of the field every time. You can get these short, you know, in-passes, and just kind of make the run game work for you.
0: Do you, Um. I mean, so, I mean, Forte left the game very early, and Powell, I yeah. mean, that's where we got a chance to see Powell kind of be the true workhorse back. Two-part two question, or really a one part question is, is Powell the future? Like, I, you know, I know Forte is a little bit up there in age. I think he's still got gas left in the tank, but I think they kind of brought him in to sort of be a win now mode situation in New York. But going forward, it's like, how long do you ride Matt Forte before? Like you kind of give Bilal Powell the job. Do you think Bilal Powell has the ability to be like a top 10 fantasy running back next year? You know what I mean? This is probably
2: possible. Powell might get a shot. Um, Powell's not a string chicken. He's, he's up there in age. I think he's, he's he's close to thirty. He's he's definitely younger than Forte. Yeah,
0: but, um, no, that's true.
2: He's, he's been around for a while. And he's he's had a, a primarily a third down back role. Mm-hmm. But um, going forward, if he can kind of meter out this kind of punishment, you know, to opponents. And granted, it's the 49ers, their defense isn't anything spectacular. No, but no. I mean, he looked great out there. He looked like this is something he could do. You know he could get twenty five carries a game and produce. He's always kind of had that, and he's also pretty good at catching the ball out of the backfield as well. Okay. So I think on any other team he actually might get a chance to start. Um, but I would say if he was gonna be the Jeff starter in the future, I think they would probably do kind of a, a back by committee, and I would say Matt Forte would probably take two thirds of the carries for the season, and Powell will probably pick up the final third just to transition him into the starter.
0: Right. Right. Um, you know, okay, Bryce Petty definitely had his moments where he looked really inept. Um, but he had a couple, I want to give him some credit. He had a couple of really nice throws out there. Like, I I felt like it was a bit of a mixed bag. There were some bad plays. There were some good plays. Uh, What did you see?
2: I, I, the first half made me a little bit more hesitant. To kind of get on the bandwagon, just because I think he looked like he was forcing it. That was, yeah, I think that's probably Beverly. So he was forcing some throws. I obviously he's much more comfortable with um, Ryan Anderson or Robbie Anderson. Robbie
0: Anderson, dude, he made Robbie Anderson look like Brandon Marshall.
2: He was a stud out there. Um, he got Marshall, in, uh, you know, involved in the offense to a degree. Mm-hmm. But it seemed every time he he kind of got himself in trouble, he was keying in on Anderson to kind of. Get him um, bailed out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was there were a couple times where just uh, he would make the completion, but it was just you know between two defenders and it was just
0: so tight and it had to be so precise that any you know just a hair off and it's a pick. Do you? So, uh, I'm mean, do you do you feel like Bryce Petty could could you go into next season as him as he being the starter right now? Okay, you let's say you go into next season, Geno Smith or Bryce Petty, like let, that's the decision you have to make. What do you think?
2: Thankfully, I, um, I think Gino's off the books after this year. I uh, but, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, probably. <laughs>
2: I uh, uh, it, it's hard for me to really put the ball in, in Petty's court just quite yet. I don't, I don't think I've seen enough, and I also just think I, I'm not a big fan of the Jets' play calling. Yeah, the there's a lot of there's just a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. I don't have a nice way to put that, but just a lot of shit, and, and that's just across the board, even with Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. back in the back, that doesn't make sense, um, offensively in the way they uh, they kind of balance the pass and the run. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think um I think one step in the right direction is definitely giving uh the run game more of a look. But as a whole I, I'm just not I'm not super confident in at least the pass play selection and just utilizing Brandon Marshall just Yeah. It, it really—it's mind-boggling. He—he he had, I think, he had five targets. Yeah. Or Robbie Anderson had eleven, and I don't know if that was primarily uh Petty bailing um of situation by going to like you know his favorite receiver. Yeah. Or if I think he probably telegraphed passes a little bit too much. Yeah. And they just tried to. I think defense is just going to try and keep Marshall. Yeah, and beat them. On-
0: and and personally, uh, something I've seen that, I mean, listen, I this is just the eyeball test, but I think that with younger quarterbacks, it's hard to throw to their number one receiver because most defenses double-team a number one receiver, unless you right. have a situation where you've got two amazing receivers and you can't double-team one of them. Like, Dak Prescott, I think one of the big reasons he struggled to get the ball to Des Bryant early on in the season was because they were doubling Des Bryant and you know why am I going to throw into double coverage when Cole Beasley's got single coverage uh and I think you see some similarities there with Brandon Marshall but like it kind of takes a good quarterback to still be able to sort of get the ball to his wide receiver even when he's dealing with double coverage and you know I don't think Bryce Petty's there yet and I think right I mean I don't think Brandon Marshall has lost a step but I think that you know, he's suffering along with the entire offense.
2: I think you bring up a really good point. Um, I was reading an article, this is in particular to um, the Patriots-Ravens game Mm -hmm. last weekend, Mm -hmm. Um, and that one play where Chris Hogan broke out for the big uh, touchdown shot. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it it basically boiled down to just, um, one, Tom Brady recognizing the coverage and Chris Hogan saying that, you know, he, he learned certain situations, you know, Wanted to deviate from uh, his route assignment, mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. Tom picking up on what the, the defenses were offering, and just looking, seeing how his wide receivers adjusted, and like immediately he just you know it's almost almost psychic. He knew exactly where to place the football, dude. Um, and you you can see the results if you look at the video and that. It was just surgical uh, to get the ball to Hogan, and then after that, it's off the races. So uh, and, you know, again, that's just reading your defenses and your coverages. And understanding, you know, uh, your, your wide receivers and just uh, how they interpret the coverage. I know there was another play um, in the game
0: where Brady overthrew a pass to Edelman in the end zone, and he just looked pissed off. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. I, oh, I'm he was chewing out that. Edelman on the sidelines. I saw that.
2: Yeah, I think, and you can see that, you know, like it's, it's something that you don't yell at a guy like that, you know, just to throw him under the bus. It's something like you made a mental mistake. Like this is, you know. Something we've been drilled in, you know, coverage wise. You read the coverage wrong and you put yourself in a bad spot Give mm-hmm. get the ball to you. So it's, it's something that, again, you know, that Tom Brady is a veteran. He's been doing this for 16 years now. Uh,
0: oh, yes, I, correct. My so God.
2: You got uh, to pick it up. And I, I, I hope that's something that Bryce Petty can learn sooner than later.
0: Okay, okay. Um, anything else on this game? You want to move on?
2: Yeah, I think that's
0: it. Let's jump to my Eagles, baby. Eagles losing at home to the Redskins. The Eagles, I said this last week when they when they lost that stinker to the Bengals. I'm gonna say it again. This is this is, you know, to to quote the late great Dennis Green, we are who they who we thought they were. Like, this is who the Eagles are. You know, they're struggling on offense. Um, Carson Wentz has clearly come back down to earth for as many positive things as they did in this game. And listen. They, you know, I was listening to Mike Lombardi. You know, I mentioned to you a couple weeks ago. He talks about teams that play sixty minutes and teams that play forty minutes. The Eagles are a team that play like forty-five minutes in the game because the first half of the game they played good defense on the Redskins. They were breaking up passes. They uh, the Redskins had trouble running the ball. You know, the eagle, but the Eagles. Couldn't really capitalize on that great defensive play. Like the whole first half, it was all Philadelphia. The defense was fantastic. The offense was clicking. Um, but as many great plays as they can make on offense, like you know, Carson Wentz is getting the ball to Zach Ertz, they're pulling up big chunks of yards, and then he has this amazing pass to Jordan Matthews in the end zone. It was a red zone pass. Jordan Matthews gets like one foot down and his second foot just barely touches the uh the out of bounds marker and it's ruled incomplete, the next friggin' play, Carson Wentz throws an interception in the red zone. Like, y- you know, th- every they're still learning. They're still making lots of mistakes. Um, yeah. you know, this this Eagles team, I I like what I'm seeing. I feel excited about the potential. But the truth is right now, they're not ready for prime time. And in the end, the Redskins beat them. The, the second half came around Fat Rob Kelly, you know, ripped off an amazing touchdown run. Uh, Deshaun Jackson did what he normally does, which is put on a show in Philadelphia for his old team. And, uh, you know, the Redskins came rolling on. Um, give me some of your thoughts on this game. Any takeaways that you saw?
2: Uh, there was something I read, a pretty interesting article. I think it was on ESPN. Uh, Donovan McNabb has,
0: obviously has the Eagles right there for a most uh, pass attempts in the season. Yes, yes, that he sounds that correct. His,
2: yeah, pretty straightforward. He did that in his 10th year in the league. They're saying that Carson Wentz right now is on pace to break that record. Wow.
0: Do you think and that's a reflection of a pass-happy league, or the game plan with how they've been getting Carson Wentz to throw the ball? I'm, I, it, it's got to be both. Um, just in terms of, you
2: know, pass, pass first, ask questions later. But I think it's also... How often do you see a rookie making that many attempts? Uh, I, I think Carson West, he's on average right now about 38 to 40 pass attempts a game.
0: Yeah, he does throw the ball a For lot.
2: Rookie. For rookie, I mean, I, it's obviously they, they, they have a lot of faith in him to throw the football. Yeah. But at the same time, the weapons that he has, Jordan Matthews, we've spoken about this before. Jordan Matthews isn't, you know... Terrifying no,
0: I like him. I like him. I think he's got talent, but no, he's not terrifying people.
2: He's is fundamentally, and he. I think he'd make a great number too. I mean, if we, they, I think if the Eagles had a phenomenal like a burner or someone, you know, I wouldn't say an Odell Beckham Jr. type because that, you know, those guys don't really come along once. Mm-hmm. And
0: and Nelson Aguilar, he was trying. Like this game, I yeah. watched it. Nelson Aguilar was definitely fighting to get passes this time because you know. Listen, I don't think you know. They talked about they wanted they benched him a week ago, and you know they wanted to kind of get him mentally right. Let's cut. Let's get right to brass tacks. The truth is, Nelson Aguilar, if you don't start shaping up, you're going to be cut next year. So now's the time you're playing for a job. And I, I mean, I was kind of impressed with his play in this game.
2: I think I, I, I think you're right. I think they're, they're flashes they're of brilliance, and I think they're really and truly, I think they're a couple pieces away mm-hmm. from really being dangerous. I, I Again, I I think Jordan Matthews is a great piece. Mm-hmm. I think he's the premier. Zach Ertz, obviously, is legit as fuck. I think um, just a really, I think potentially just a dangerous, it doesn't even have to be a wide receiver who gives you a thousand yards, but just a guy who you slip up on coverage and he's going to torch you. Mm-hmm. Changes, I think changes the spread of that offense dynamically. Yeah, and, of course, Brian um, Matthews, I, I wish,
0: dude. I mean, I wish
2: we, he really lived up to the potential, man. Dude, a, really a,
0: a big problem with this offense is the run game, man. Come on it's now.
2: It's huge. I, I love Darren Sproles, and I love the toughness that he brings every down. But
0: Especially after, dude, tough. that hit he got, oh, that was ugly.
2: <clears throat> I think you look at... I think you look back at that Rob Kelly run where you need a guy who can shed some tackles, just to be a bully for all intents and purposes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, Rob Kelly's not my first choice either, but just uh, in that in that um, that prototypical kind of back setting, I, I think really just changes the dynamic. And I don't think the defense well, for the problems that it's had, the Eagles' defense I think is still great. I think it's fantastic defense. I agree. Uh,
0: They definitely have some – they make some – they're a good defense, but when they make mistakes, they make big, obvious, awful mistakes.
2: Right. And and something that can be, you know, worked on in time. Yes. I'm kind of disappointed in, uh, like, a Fletcher Cox. I thought he would have a much more uh, solid season than he has. But, uh, you know, just certain small things, just tweaks. I think if they maybe had a little bit more – a little more resilience in the secondary. Yeah, we'd be okay.
0: Yeah, they got a. There's a few. They still need to make upgrades. Like Leodis McKelvin can't come back next year. Um, too many blown coverages I mean, by him.
2: A, he did have a an interception for.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the guy who had a pick six. Like that's sort of like where it's like you know he clearly is still a good player, but he's
2: I, definitely
0: lost a step. He he's lost a step or two, and it hurt them in that game. You know they, you know, or yeah. really, it hurt them all season. This game, he actually kind of shined. You know, and that's what I was saying with the Redskins. The Redskins made their fair share of mistakes. You know, in the first half, you know they were going three and out. They couldn't move the ball. I think they had a missed field goal. Like it was.
2: Yeah, they they, they tried to give the game away. I think a little early on. Correct. Not getting in sync.
0: But in in the second half, when the Eagles couldn't score or move the ball, I mean the Redskins just did what they did. They kept moving along, and they were able to get in the end zone. And I mean. You know, it just it just did not surprise me when they, you know, when it was a one-point game and the Eagles were marching down the field and, oh, they turn the ball over and the Redskins just score. It was like, oh, God. Um, Do we need to get away from this game? Is there anything else to report?
2: Uh, I think I think we're good, man. I, I really do wish uh, Aguilar had, you know, I, I hope he goes into the offseason and just, really puts in the work man he can yes great. I, he's got he's got the potential and i think that's why he keeps getting the snap he, he has the potential to really do some big things for this offense
0: well he better man because season three sooner or later that rookie contract's gonna run out and they're like you know what we need you or not but you know <laughs> fish or cut bait i could think of a whole bunch <laughs> of other of those the shape up <laughs> or ship out shit or get off the pot Um, Thursday night football, Oakland Raiders lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs assume sole first place of the AFC West division, and now it's starting to look like Kansas City might be the more intimidating playoff team than the Oakland Raiders. Um, Kansas City's defense is for real, and as high-powered as that Raiders offense is, they slowed them down, and they slowed them down big time. The only rate, the whole passing game, Derek Carr disappeared. You know, the the receiving core disappeared. The only guy that really showed up um, was their run game. Latavius Murray had a good day. Um, give me some takeaways from this game, Shaka. Uh,
2: pretty much the Achilles' heel, which we've talked about all season, is really what happens when Derek Carr is not pulling your ass off the fire. Yeah. And lo and behold,
0: this, uh, there wasn't much that was happening.
2: Yeah, the, our worst nightmares were realized. I, I, it felt a little bit ugly out there just to watch that offense try to move in the the, the typical way it does down the field. Mm-hmm. And just to see them butter out and have to punt away. Uh, it, 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 it said so much about that Kansas City defense mm-hmm. just how disruptive they are and just how they take you out of that rhythm that. This, I think it made Oakland's confidence just shrivel up mm-hmm. entirely. it's something we haven't really seen, even in the first game. I think their first matchup. Yep. This season, I think the dynamic was a little bit different
0: um, in I'm, terms of
2: what you saw. I mean,
0: was, you you still uh, saw an imposing Kansas City defense. I mean, in that first game, the Chiefs really, or excuse me, the Raiders really struggled to score. Yeah. Yeah, and and in I, this game, something else I got to mention. This is the theme that I've heard again and again with Kansas City. They're relying a lot on their defense and their special teams to put points on the board, and that happened again. You know, Tyreek Hill had a punt-return touchdown, Uh, and, you know, they did all of their work. um, All of their scoring, I believe, came in one particular quarter when they got hot, and um, what was amazing to me is, again, the Chiefs' offense... Isn't anything that's special. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look at the box score, but I'm pretty sure that um, there were a few drives where the Oakland Raiders stopped Kansas City on fourth down. And uh,
2: towards the end of the game, they did. Uh, they were really trying to get themselves one or two last ditch efforts to, to get a score in. Mm
0: hmm. But it was it was, it was this real sense of like, wow, Oakland's defense was was really stepping up and kind of trying to like give their offense a shot. But no matter what they could do, Kansas City's defense was just suffocating Oakland's offense.
2: I think this is Derek Carr. Well, it, it statistically, it was. I just went back to look at the um, his stats for the first game, and he was twenty three for thirty three. Uh, this game, he was seventeen for forty one, one hundred and seventeen yards. He just I mean, he couldn't get anything going against this sputtered. Absolutely sputter. Amari Cooper, 10 targets. He only had five catches, 29 yards. Dude, they
0: couldn't do anything. They were all over. The defenders were all over them in this game.
2: This wallpaper. All all you saw was Kansas City everywhere. Uh, Really, you look at that, and now you have to rely on that defense to, to make things happen. And like I said, all year, I've been... Very, very suspect about that Oakland Raiders defense. They had bright spots, which they always do. But, man, you go up against a playoff team that can really knock you off your ass on offense, and you got to go out and hope that defense can you know pull it together.
0: Yeah, like, Oakland facing the Patriots is scary to me. Because, yeah. you know, that's going to be a shootout. Like, I'm pretty confident Derek Carr is going to be able to move the ball more against the Patriots than he can against the Chiefs, but, I mean that Oakland defense is going to be like a sieve with the Patriots. I mean, Tom Brady's going to have a field day with those guys because, what is it, Sean Smith and Nate Allen, and, I mean, Reggie Nelson's been okay, but, I mean, the secondary for Oakland is really dodgy. That's what
2: she's to me at this point. It, Khalil Mack, I, I, again, Khalil Mack... Wins.
0: Khalil Mack is the whole defense. Like, it is it's him, him and a bunch of guys.
2: Pretty much epitomizes... Just how big of a an impact this I mean, one man has had on a defense. He's, he's the reason, aside from Derek Carr, he's the reason that the Oakland Raiders had ten wins this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because outright, there's no way, there's no way with that with that defense that they should be even in the conversation. They should be probably like a five hundred team. Yeah, middling. They're just shooting it out with everybody, but. They've pulled it out since so it's ten three. I mean it's Great. that offense it's, yeah. that Kansas offense City. keeps
0: pulling it out, but I have no faith in that offense. if their defense doesn't step up at all, I'm sorry, but this is this is an 0 one, you know, playoff record for this season, if you ask me.
2: And Kansas City has their number.
0: So Dude, Kansas City totally has their number. And how and you know, what happens if Oakland has to go to Kansas City for a playoff game?
2: Exactly. that's bleak at best. It's not looking good. So they're gonna
0: have to figure something out quick. Um Before we get off this game, how important is Tyreek Hill to this Chiefs team? Because it feels like without him, I I don't know if they can score or move the ball nearly as much as they have been. I mean, he is a serious X factor. I mean, can you articulate a little bit like what he brings to the Chiefs offense? Well,
2: it's very strange. Uh, I I think... I think the the Kansas City offense really had to kind of change the dynamic after Macklin got hurt earlier. Yeah, season.
0: yeah, I agree. I, I
3: mean, agree.
2: They had no choice. They had no choice but to, but to kind of revamp things, uh and well, let's not write off how much better Travis Kelsey's played. Yeah,
0: dude, Travis Kelsey for, is playing amazing.
2: Unsung for the second half of the season where all you know, all the hype he gotten and hadn't I wouldn't say he hadn't fulfilled it, but all the comparisons to Gronk really weren't justified until I think the second half of the season, where you're know, just times
0: where he looked unstoppable. Yes. Um. Now <clears throat> the fact
2: that, in Tyreek Hill has just been almost—I wouldn't say a Dante Hall. so I, I think probably maybe more versatile than a Dante Hall, and just changing things up on special teams
3: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
2: on the offensive side, men are uh, lightning fast. Yeah, I think I read an article where he said uh, he discovered that he was how fast he really was uh, when he was chased by a rabid dog as a kid, <laughs> and he realized how fast he'd be. And I, I mean, the guy looks like he's running from a wild animal every time out there. So, I mean, it, it sounds like kind of one of those legend stories, but I freaking believe it at this point, dude. He yeah. really changed that offense. He really made, uh, you know, the lack of uh vertical game that Alex Smith brings. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can throw the short pass, you can throw I
0: mean, the screen pass. Dude, you can do an end around to this guy. All you need to do is give him a little space. He's like Deshaun Jackson five, six, seven years ago.
2: Yes, and Alex Smith, you know, uh, granted he doesn't throw the vertical too well, but the short pass is the guy that's been doing for years now. He's got that down to his So They can get everything set up, get the screen pass and the blockers set up and give this guy just a little bit of daylight. He doesn't. They won't. They They won't blow you out. But they'll be relevant in every single game
0: going down a stretch. Um I just looked up Travis Kelsey's numbers for this season. Uh he at currently has four straight hundred yard receiving games.
2: Months, uh, yeah, second half. He's, 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 he's no one's
0: had an answer for him. Dude, he has been an absolute monster. And you know what? That's gonna that's gonna be a big piece if they actually want to make any noise in the playoffs at all.
2: Especially in the red zone man. I, I I granted I like even where uh, he's he's kind of he's kind of tapered off towards the end of the season where yeah the second half. he gets the and work but he's, he's not
0: as explosive as some of the other running backs in this league.
2: No, he's a t- He's a much tougher back than uh, I think Kansas City's used to, to employing. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it might be that he's tapered off in the past game because they relied so much more on Kelsey mm. and him. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that makes that makes perfect sense. I mean, they're working for him. Why? Why mess it up if those two guys are coming into their own at this yeah, point?
2: Right. If the wheel, you know, the wheels are spinning. Keep this thing going.
0: Um, anything else in this game? You want to move on?
2: Um, okay, my unsung love for Justin Houston on defense. Dude, Justin
0: Harris. Houston, man, that defense. God, it looks so good. And D yeah, four, Justin it. Houston and D four. Mmm. Mmm.
2: They're just all around. Well done by either the defensive coordinators or just scouts, man. Yeah, and, and Andy
0: Reid. Got to give some credit to Andy Reid. Big red.
2: Put them together. lockdown down
0: defense. Uh, which which was certainly not necessarily something he was always known for in, in Philadelphia. It was always Jim Johnson's department to make that defense brilliant. And, uh, and he was an offensive-minded coach, but Andy Reid... You know, he's certainly not playing with a super offensive-minded team right now, and, you know, they're still finding ways to win. And I mean, this yeah. Chiefs team, do not sleep on them. They look dangerous. Hey, uh, Next up, Dallas Cowboys lose on Sunday Night Football for the second time this year to the New York Giants with a whopping score of 10-7. to um, My first hot take on this game is that the Giants' offense still looks like absolute dog shit, but their defense... Can look like dog shit, but also can look pretty imposing. I was pretty shocked they did what they did without Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, can you give me some takeaways from this game? I mean, you want to jump into the Cowboys? I mean, what what, what did you see know, on this game?
2: I don't even know what side of the football here to, 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 to point the finger at. I, I think I can't help but look at how many times Eli Manning tried to give this game away.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Uh, I granted I was at a wedding while this game was going on, so mm-hmm. after the reception on oh, Sunday, yes, I know. After the reception, uh ended up back at the uh the hotel lobby bar and I caught the tail end of it, but just looking at
3: Eli I, I don't, the confusion on his face Dude. when he threw in the reception. I, re- I I had
2: um just to re- remember, this is a man that's got two Super Bowl rings.
0: Two Super Bowl two rings.
2: Greatest, two of the greatest football teams ever assembled in the last 20 years. And he's beaten them twice. And this guy just, he doesn't seem to have, like, a killer instinct. I, 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 I can't put my finger on it. And I don't think anyone will be debating this until the guy's been retired 10 years in just he, I don't really know if anyone's going to call him one of the greats of all time. i will call him a good quarterback, I, but not a great. He, I, and, I, and you know what? He's doing nothing to justify the, that description. The,
0: the tale of Eli Manning will always be peppered with, with just tumultuousness. Ups and downs, highs and lows, because I'm not impressed with this offense. The running game still sucks. I'm shocked that this team is 9 and 4 because I've seen their defense play poorly. I've seen their defense look really shitty at times, but still this defense is the one that made that won the game. This is the de- the, the yeah. Giants defense had a great game plan for Dak Prescott. You know, they they broke up a lot of their passing routes. You know, Ezekiel Elliott still managed to get his work done on the ground. Like he had some great running plays, but I mean they could not get the ball Prescott could not get the ball to Des Bryant they were all over Des Bryant they were break they were getting them into third and longs which let's let's be honest Cowboys are not comfortable in third and long you know that really uh-huh. really pressures Dak Prescott to step up and throw the ball and I'm not saying he can't I'm just saying that he hasn't really been asked to do that an awful lot this year and the Giants oh, okay. had a great game plan for him and they put him in that situation and he struggled. Yeah. There were three and outs. There were punts. And, you know, the Giants were just as close to giving the game away themselves. But one Odell Beckham Jr. slant was the difference maker.
2: I'm honestly surprised they didn't give Elliott the ball more. Yeah. The Giants' defense, as well as it played, and they did a great job. I think they gave Prescott too many different defensive looks. hmm. And I, honestly, for lack of a better words, rookie mistakes.
0: Yeah. You know, it's something that you probably gain
2: with experience playing in the league, with time, Mm -hmm. that you can kind of, even if you don't completely know what the coverage is, you can scheme around it or you can improvise. And I think they really kind of caught him flat-footed. I don't know how much the weather attributed to um, the shitty play by both quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I think Elliott, the Giants' defense, really hadn't found a solid definitive answer to stopping him. I mean 24 carries, 107 yards. I think he could have done more damage yeah. on the ground, but they, they really tried to win it through the air, and it just it did not fake.
0: No, it didn't. Um, I, okay, these two teams in the playoffs facing off against each other. Right now, playoff game in Dallas, these two teams, who do you think is winning that game?
2: I, I honestly... I don't want to say this is a fluke of a game for the Cowboys. I, I don't see this happening again, though. The... They still look to me like a better offense. They just got beat. They simply got beat by um, one good play. Yeah, yeah. Guy, when you really look at it, it was one really good play, and Odell Beckham just is is that just good? Torched defense. You just the defense. He's one of a kind player. And I said it before. You you don't see like a guy like him so often in the league. Once in the blue, just the aggression, <sighs> the, the the acceleration after the catch. He's one of those guys, if he has his back center defender and he catches the football, Mm -hmm. it's a coin toss if he's going to turn left or right to get by you. And he's just so quick. He's so on a dime. It's it's such a rare thing. And that rarity right now is what is the difference between uh, the Cowboys not having a win this
0: past weekend. Dude, that's a good point, man. Eli Manning better be buying diamond rings and prostitutes and whatever the hell else he can for Odell Beckham Jr., because Odell is the one who's saving Eli's ass. Because you said it, man. Eli tried to give that game away multiple times.
2: I think, you know, um, you look at these two meeting up again in the playoffs, I don't think you see the same, especially the same um, game plan by the Cowboys' um, effective coordinators. I think they look at this tape. You better believe they're looking at this tape when they're looking at those defenses. And they're going over this stuff. Because Prescott, you know, Prescott's played more than uh, sufficiently. I, I can't believe there's been talk.
0: Yeah, about, what do you think oh, of it? Tony I
2: Romo d- would have done that.
0: Tony I, Romo, so give me a fucking break, okay? I'm not, I'm not buying this, all right? We don't need to be switching quarterbacks right now. You don't need to start panicking right now. Just let the guy do his job. Give Prescott the ball. Why are we talking about this?
2: The guy's got 20 touchdowns, and as of this game, four interceptions. He, had, he had two interceptions coming into this game. Uh,
0: you know. And man, everyone's ha- everyone's like them. fucking having a hissy fit because he threw two picks in this game. You know what? It's bound to happen sooner or later. We haven't even gotten to the Seahawks game, but Russell Wilson threw five interceptions, all right? Yeah. Uh, like, just relax.
2: It's respect, too, also to a really good Giants defense, which is playing amazingly well. Again, second half of the year. Norris Jenkins, as annoying as he's been, He's been good. Um, in the media, he's been a really good cover corner. Yeah, he has. He and Landon
0: Collins, proud. man. Landon really Collins good, is like know. Defensive Player of the Year candidate.
2: So they, they have a lot to be proud of. But, you know, again, Zach Prescott, he's allowed to have a bad game against a good defense. It happened. Yeah. happens to a good quarterback.
0: Yeah. Cowboys fans, suck it up. You got a great quarterback. You're still 11-2 and two and a Super Bowl favorite. Oh, poor you.
2: The fight over which which good quarterback do we play? Trust me, the Jets would love to have that kind of fucking problem right now. Dude,
0: the Jets would love to have the third string. Oh, no, wait, that's Sanchez. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'd love to have the first and the second string. Um, anything else in this game you want to move on?
1: Yeah, I think we're
0: good. Monday Night Football, Baltimore Ravens play a pseudo-playoff game against the Patriots and lose in playoff fashion. To the Patriots. This was a very exciting game. It was active. It was. Um, the Ravens defense stepped up. Tom Brady threw an interception in the red zone, like in the fucking end zone. Like the Ravens really kind of got underneath their skin, but you know, in the end, there was a couple of boneheaded plays that shot the Ravens in the foot, and you know, the Patriots came out with the victory. Um, give me some of your takeaways, Shaka. It's funny,
2: uh as much as we like to make fun of Joe Flacco, I've liked I guess the the aggression that he's had um, in the past game, the last couple of games, mm-hmm. they really let Flacco kind of go wild. Uh, granted, it didn't produce the win this time. No, but just in terms of uh, really moving the ball downfield and using yep. they have they got weapons, man. They have they... shot Sean time hmm Well, he he can he, he's, he's made some big plays this year all season. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I like the kind of uh, it's you factor that, and you factor in um how much more Kenneth Dixon being used in the uh, yes. in the offense, which yes. I knew was going to happen. You yes, just the build of the guy, the way they utilize him in the offense. they try trying to recreate that Super Bowl Ravens team. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, just the same dynamic, dude, and, and- where Flacco was dangerous and he could throw the ball deep on you, and they had a running back who could carry you up. It's not there yet. I think Dixon needs to be officially named the starter and give him the fucking job because I think if he gets 25 carries, he's going to hurt somebody.
0: And you nailed this too. I think you said this last week, how Dixon is more of the Ray Rice type runner. You know, he's a bit of a bigger, thicker guy, but also, you know, kind of short and short. He's got a lower center of gravity. Great pass catcher. He had a touchdown in this game. You know, they went away. Terrence West, I think, quote unquote started, but he had like two carries before they went away from him. You know, Flacco still, he can still air that ball out. You know, there were opportunities where he could get the ball down the field, but, you know, the passes were broken up. The Patriots are playing decent defense, you know, which is saying something considering their defense. Um, But I I think the difference maker was, in the end, how the Patriots were able to just air the ball out. I mean, Tom Brady threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns after he threw that interception in the end zone.
2: Right. The small difference ends up being a huge difference when you look at just what, what a uh, a goddamn gift! Can't believe it. I'm a Jets fan, and I'm saying Tom Brady's a goddamn gift at the quarterback position. There's just there's no guy out there like him. No. And you can see even when he's upset and he's frustrated that he missed that pass. You know, it just goes to show you how in control he is. Where he's like, that should have been a completion. That should have been a touchdown. Yeah. You know, it's just it, it, that's just the guy pulling the aside his teammate
0: and train. saying. That was on you, dude.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's like, I did my part. Like, I'm always doing my part, which is terrifying to think that a guy is just that in tune with the offense and just knows what's supposed to happen.
0: Um, is there, is there, a, is there an offense going into the AFC playoffs, or at least who we think is going to go into the AFC, AFC playoffs, that you actually think could scare the Patriots' defense? Like, you know... Oakland Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs, you know, the Steelers, like maybe the Steelers? Like, is there, a, is there somebody out there who can really take advantage and beat the Patriots in the playoffs?
2: I Honestly, it's a good question. It's a tough question.
0: Because we know I, that their I, defense is their weak spot, so it's like, who's going to take advantage of that and actually beat them on that?
2: As much as I like the Oakland Raiders' offense and the potency, I, I still... And to a lesser degree, the Steelers have played a little bit more of a manic up-and-down kind of uh, football this season than they did last year. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just look at the the potential on that squad and who they have and how fucking dangerous that Steelers team really is and should be every single time they get on the field.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just hard to deny. Le'Veon Bell is a monster. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown is a monster. Mm-hmm. Sandy Coates can hurt you any time. Um, they just got this, uh, what's the title of his goddamn name? Ladarius Green. Ladarius
0: Green. Who, you know, in San Diego was kind of on the bench but had so much
2: potential. They didn't really utilize him so much in this game against uh, the Bills this past weekend. But, I mean, they've got so many ways they can hurt you if they want to. And Ben Roethlisberger, you know, the guy who had a a Super Bowl ring his rookie year. Oh, God. just... They're still dangerous. I think if anyone gives
0: the Patriots a real scare and a real run for the money, it's the Steelers. Okay, okay. Let's. Uh, um, anything else? On the why don't we jump right to the Steelers Bills game? What do you think? Yeah,
2: let's do that. Uh, this I, I was.
0: Mean, yo, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Le'Veon Bell. I. It, it, it's. Plenty of the strategy it's like, "All right, was going to give the ball to Levy and was going to let him run, Dude, let him run.
0: running let him all run. over the place let in the snow." Run. It was a beautiful sight to see. Two hundred and thirty-eight, two hundred thirty-eight rushing yards, three touchdowns. It's
2: just, it's, it's, <laughs> he's I not a big bad. guy he's either. Get the football every time, and he still just just demoralizes you. I'm sure a couple of defenders from the Bills are in therapy. <laughs>
0: This week. And this is the same yeah. Bills defense. I think they picked off Roethlisberger three times.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's like, all right, that was a mistake, but it's going to run it the next uh, offensive series. Yeah, I, it I,
0: I, I, I don't know what to, I like this Bills defense, but I – you know, they're another sort of up-and-down team. They're like the Eagles or the Packers defense. Like, I don't really know what to expect out of them every single week. Are they going to show up and be suffocating and, you know, play like they played against the Seahawks on Monday Night Football? You know, or are they going to let Levy and Bell run all over them in their house in the snow? It's The, the Bills, I think, have
2: been one of the more confounding teams this season. Yeah, just yeah. Because uh, just if you look at the teams they've beat and then the teams they've lost to, and it's just a – this is a summary of the question: Is okay? Who are you guys exactly? I I don't know where to even place you in the standings because you're so all over the place.
0: And it was Which, it was think, earlier in the season we were talking about Lashawn McCoy as an MVP candidate.
2: Yeah, it's still I I think this is just it's pretty much evident or just sums up a Rex Ryan team because this is kind of what it felt like to be a Jet set under Rex Ryan where the team was just had so much potential and so good in some aspects, and then would just come out and absolutely shit the bed against a team we're yeah. not really to compete at all against and- certain teams and then go out and, you know, put it spanking on a, a team. They beat a Patriot one weekend. Yeah, they did. A really good Patriots team. And you go, what? How did uh, – why can't you guys do this against everyone else with the same intensity? So, again, those teams, the same thing. They'll come out and look flat against certain teams, and I – so that defense especially came out in this game and opened the they just put a, an easy pass be on Bell's forehead mm-hmm. and i him just run
0: through. I I after you know I just was I was really disappointed. I thought you know I thought I'd been seeing some better play from the Bills front seven. Like I I thought yeah. they would really able to stop the run and. I mean, maybe it was the weather. Listen, the weather plays a big factor. It was very snowy. It was very slippery. Like, I watched a lot of those highlights. Guys were slipping and sliding all over the place. You know, a few of those Levy and Bell runs, you know, the defender is like, just barely gets a hand on him, slips and falls in the (laughs) snow, and, you know, he just goes off for another 20 yards, and I mean, I mean, dude, I remember when the Eagles beat the Lions in that snowy game in October, like the first Chip Kelly year, LaShawn McCoy was running all over the place, just, you know, busted a tackle, and he's gone.
2: They should have just thrown show McCoy out there every run. It should have been a battle of the running backs.
0: It it should have been, but, you know, I mean, Bill's offense. I think he just
2: tried to do it in the past game with McCoy, but it it just didn't take enough. And I, look, I love Tyrod Taylor as much as anyone else, but this was not enough. This was not enough. And Sammy Watkins...
0: Sammy Watkins. Good to
2: see him back in playing.
0: Good to see him back. Good. he got in the end zone. He got a touchdown. I was like, holy yeah. shit, he is—he's like actually, pl- I, you know, because earlier in the year, yeah. I, I know they it say short-term IR, he's gonna come back maybe, but you know, definitely looked questionable. I mean, he looked pretty—he well, looked pretty talented. Like I was sitting there going, okay, now I'm feeling better about him coming back next year and being full health.
2: Yeah, I think they, the the foot surgery they finally kind of gave him a chance to recover and. 100% healthy and not say that he, was, he had pain but he was going to play through it. Yeah. None of that shit.
0: Yeah, and you know from a PR standpoint I don't think the Bills have been handling Watkins' foot injury very well at all. You know, no. you got to play a Patriots situation with that. you got to say nothing. Okay? Say, say well, only Bill's what you have PR, to say.
2: The Bills PR in general is kind of a mess and I think Sammy Watkins just came out and, you know, spoke up for Rex Ryan saying that, you know, this is his guy and he wants him around next year.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Um of course, I, Hot questions
0: are coming. Last question before we get away from this game. Steelers move to 8 and 5. Ravens fall to 7 and 6. How, uh, do you feel that the Steelers are going to lock up this division and uh, get to the playoffs?
2: I, I think the Steelers are, are the team to beat in terms of just taking that, um, just clinching. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I say don't, it's a major disappointment because it's just another year with this, the talent that they have in that squad. It's not going to be together forever.
3: Okay. So. Okay.
0: Um, You want to move to the next game?
2: What do we have next?
0: Seattle Seahawks losing to the Green Bay Packers in dramatic fashion as Russell Wilson, two-time Super Bowl champion? No, one-time Super Bowl champion. One-time. One-time Super Bowl champion throws five interceptions against the terrible Packers defense? Because a couple of weeks ago, this Packers D was pretty atrocious, but now they're actually looking pretty respectable. Chaka, tell me what you saw.
2: I don't know if the Packers' defense had a tough talk, but they—they they played. They definitely played solid. They played solid, solid over the last
0: couple of weeks. And, and a couple of those interceptions were tip passes. Let's be clear.
2: Yeah, I, I always feel a certain way about um, tip pass interceptions. I, I wish there was something to kind of denote that. Yeah, again, like some six. type
0: of additional stat or something.
2: Yeah, even if it was in parentheses right next to the interception itself, just to kind of amount to how uh uncoordinated your wide receivers are. Yeah. But, you know, that's I digress. <laughs> either way, Russell Wilson uh he just didn't get it done, man. They no. they should be, should have been able to, to put some points. Yeah. On the like, even like, even w- in Lambeau.
0: This should have been more of a competitive matchup and to see them just get blown out thirty eight to ten and you know, that, that's that score is it was thirty eight three most of the game. The Seahawks had a garbage yeah. time touchdown in the fourth quarter, but I mean, they couldn't move the ball at all. Wilson was getting sacked. The offensive line was getting pushed around. Like the, you said, it, man. Packers D with a pep talk. Like it was like holy shit.
2: <laughs> I think it's funny. Uh, just I, I said so much earlier, the I, like, I think this Packers team is better than advertised, and while I was saying that was when they were playing like shit, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of gave up on them, and all of a sudden they've like they're starting to rise, you know, from the grave there. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers playing the way he's playing doesn't surprise me. He's got some injuries. He's got a calf injury. He was limping around. Clearly, he's ailing. Although, knowing Aaron Rodgers, he's like, yo, don't worry about it. I got this thing. Um, the thing that kept giving me trepidation was the defense. And to see the Packers' defense respond the last couple of weeks and actually play inspired football, now I'm getting scared. And now I'm sitting here saying, I mean, I they need a little help to get in the playoffs because the Lions are nine and four. The Packers are seven and six. I think the Packers have to win out. And week seventeen, we're talking about a Packers Lions game, and I think it might even be in Lambeau. And that's
2: the one tricky thing. I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen. I, I think the Lions will
0: clinch. Oh no! Actually, uh, that uh, week seventeen Packers Lions in Detroit.
2: Oh, interesting. Interesting, uh, Lions- right? It's really, it's really um, it's really the Lions' title to lose. I don't think they've... Man, it's been over, it's been over 20 years since they won that division, isn't it?
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't crazy, know about that. I'm trying to figure... I'll, you keep talking. I'll look it up.
2: Um, But there's really... They're, they're in the driver's seat right now. And it's really there to lose. So uh, they they got up. They got ahead of uh, everyone, you know, while the Packers were trying to figure out what kind of team they were. And now that they've kind of got some traction... I, I don't know. I think the line is too close to the finish line to really cost this one up. I don't know where I got that statistic from. And I feel like I read it. It wasn't today. It was a couple days ago where, you know, like the, maybe the Monday morning quarterback kind of assessment. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's been – it's got to have been over 10 or 15 years since they've, they've locked that defense. I want to say it's longer than that. Either.
0: I mean, I kind of want to say – like I feel like they won it a couple of years ago when they went in the playoffs, but I think they were a wild card even then.
2: I think they were wild card. I think they haven't outright won that damn division in a while. I remember, there were a couple of years where they were woefully bad. That oh. Lions team was a joke.
0: Oh, you mean the 0 Owen 16 team?
2: Yes, they were woefully bad.
0: Dude, I I mean, I'm having faith in them because I I've been impressed with how they've been looking this year. Um, you know, I'm I'm I you know I'm I'm like I'm secretly pulling for them because you know listen, they've been woeful for a very long time and I'm sitting here going, you know, maybe, listen, everything breaks right for them, they'll maybe at least pull out a, you know, a playoff victory this year, I don't think <laughs> they're, they're not going to the NFC Championship game, but, yeah, yeah we chuckle, we're like, oh god, no fucking way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know,
2: we say that now and then we look and go, they
0: fucking won? <laughs> um, should we, you know, actually, do you want to jump to that game? I, I don't know, is there anything else to say about this Seahawks-Packers game, I I mean, I think the Packers, uh, they, may, they the made Packers more of their offense. A
2: running back. Ty Montgomery's officially going to be the starter running back. Yeah, like Ty Montgomery
0: was a pretty decent running back.
2: Yeah, which I, I think they kind of bounced back and forth. Uh, they, look, they got Christian. Chris, I've never known how to say this goddamn guy's name. Christian yeah, Michael. I'm with you as well. Got Starks, well. Starks has kind of been a disappointment. I, I thought he was going to lock that thing up. That did not happen. But, uh, you know, they. They win with the wide receiver, uh, uh, starting running back. But I'm hoping that kind of stays through until the rest of the season, I and mean, then we see where Lacey's at.
0: Yeah, Lacey's not playing this season, I can tell you that.
2: Um, yeah, I, he's, he's done, but,
0: but I, I, uh, that's what we have
2: to take back next year. Uh,
0: but I definitely, you know, Ty Montgomery's been pretty effective. Uh, and, you know, know, for for what I'm they're doing right know. now, he's been a pretty suitable, like, there were a couple of weeks he looked pretty forgettable, and it was sort of like, when are they ever going to fix this? But, you know, Christian Michael had a couple of nice runs, Ty Montgomery had a rushing touchdown, like, I mean, they made it work at least this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just confirmed the last time the Detroit Lions, you're right, it's 20 years, uh, 1993 was the last time the Lions won the division. Oh my God, 1993.
2: Three?
1: Correct. Wow.
0: They went to the playoffs two years ago as a wild card, and they went to the playoffs five years ago as a wild card. But uh, before that, their last division title was in one thousand nine hundred and ninety-three, when it was the NFC Central division.
2: Oh my god! One thousand nine hundred and ninety-three. I was goddamn. That I was nine years old. Jesus.
0: Yeah. It's 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 been a long time since they've done anything of merit. <laughs> Well, you
2: know, first time for everything. Hopefully they lock this up. It's not in the bag yet, but we'll
0: see. It's it's not in the bag yet. So let's jump to their game. They played the Bears. Uh, It was in Detroit, and again, it was an exciting last-minute game. Detroit has been pulling games out of their ass at the last minute. Um, Yeah. You know, however, you know, Matthew Stafford threw a pick six that gave the Bears – the lead in the fourth quarter, and then it was Matthew Stafford who saved the day and won and got the go ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter as well. So it's almost like they live and die by Matthew Stafford.
2: I think he definitely looked a lot more mortal as the season was wore on. And I don't know
0: if it's you Well you are know, so not gonna was, you're not gonna make him the MVP anymore?
2: Well I know there was that all that talk about him being the M V P which I thought was a little premature. I don't know if that kind of gave him uh, a
0: little, gave him the yip. Little, but, oh, oh interesting.
2: You know, because after that, I feel like the 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 weekend, the very weekend that this Matthew Stafford talk of MVP came out, mm-hmm. it's pretty much been. I don't say it's been downhill from there, but we've never had the games I would say to really justify. I, I think he had the Thanksgiving game was a pretty big one. Yeah, but that the, that I, was, that and
0: just, and that game was gifted to them by Sam Bradford throwing that pick at the end of the game.
2: Yeah, really. I don't think we've really gotten. MVP talk-worthy numbers from Stafford afterwards,
0: and and it's hard because there's there's so few MVP candidates. I mean, Derek Carr is in consideration, but then he lays a clunker against the Chiefs. Tom Brady's in consideration, but he missed four games because of the suspension. You know, and then you start talking about Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I don't know how serious the Levy and Bell MVP talk is, but that's sort of in there. But all of those guys I just mentioned, none of them are clear-cut favorites.
2: No. And I, I think, uh, well, Levian Bell definitely made me raise an eyebrow. I have to like go back and look at his his definitive numbers for the season. And he also I was suspended
0: try. for a couple of games.
2: he, yeah, he missed I, I, uh, the I first three I games don't, I don't of the really understand season.
0: Where that's coming from, but I mean, listen, okay. you know, it's the same thing behind when LaShawn McCoy was an MVP candidate. You know, football is very. Of the moment. Anything that's hot right now is what everybody's talking about. You know, everyone's talking about, should we bench Dak Prescott and put Tony Romo in? And they're forgetting about the fact that four or five weeks ago, nobody would have even batted an eye or thought of that for a single moment. But right now, coming off a loss, everyone's like, "Ah, maybe, uh," you know you want to talk about how like in the moment football is dude, Arian Foster was the starting running back for the dolphins in week one. You know what I mean? Like a lot happens in football. We're in, we're in December. It's the last quarter of the season. Like, I mean, there's got like Arian Foster was a name. Now he's retired. And we're talking about Jay Ajayi. Like, names and, and and things come up that weren't even considered in the beginning of the season i mean kenneth dixon i think he was hurt for the first portion of the season nobody was talking about him
2: yeah it, it's it's interesting well you know football football is a fickle people Dude. So it's easy to see the the, the, the trend of trade as uh you know the season goes along and Everyone's all of a sudden a new bandwagon.
0: Hey, okay, to quote the longtime long snapper for the Philadelphia Eagles, John Doranboss, who sadly had wrist surgery and has actually been put on IR, he says, NFL starts, stands for not for long. <laughs> um, but the Bears-Lions game. So they did, they did all of this without Theo Riddick. I don't believe Riddick played in this game. Um, the running game for the Lions is certainly something to be worried about because they've kind of been... Sort of working without a running game for a while now, but Golden I mean, everything about this Lions team is sort of not perfect. You know, I don't think there's anything amazing about their defense, but their defense makes plays and is pretty effective. And I don't think there's anything amazing about their offense, but they make plays and they're effective. Like Golden Tate is not the is not top five receiver in the league, but when they need plays, he makes them.
2: Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, well, look, I love Golden Tate as much as anyone, but uh, I again they don't have a running game to really kind of balance out and temper that offense, so they get kind of telegraph things a little bit, mm-hmm. I, you know. And it shows when you look at some of the passes, especially for Golden Tate, he was six for eleven,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, target wise. So they, I think the defense is a keying in on him, and it shows. Mm-hmm. Now you think about um, how effective, or more effective, would be. If he had a super solid running game watching uh Washington had a pretty okay game mm-hmm. but you know it across the span of a full season i have no idea what that presents to.
3: yeah yeah
2: this, this guy's barely had much um, time at running back but i don't even know if the uh the lions offensive you know play callers really want to go that direction you want to put the hands of the football and a guy like that and he fumbles you know, and you're like, great. Like, we put, we leaned on this guy, and, you know, he's not that great.
0: Yeah, I... It's,
2: it's too bad. Um, I, Amir Abdullah, I, I Cause
0: think... Because you know, you know Amir Abdullah would probably be taking a step forward this season.
2: Yeah, it, 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 it's hard. And even then, I don't think Abdullah, I don't want to say he's the answer, but I think he was more of a solid, just more planted uh, choice uh, just to run this offense when he was there, but... Uh, the Lions, you're right the Lions, they, they have like oh, just a lot of holes they're not perfect but they have enough deficiencies that i feel like when they go down probably in the first round of the playoffs it's gonna kind of be well what did you expect yeah you know just just enough deficiencies that when they go up against a clearly superior team and they get taken out in you know i don't want to say typical fashion but unexpected pretty much an expected outcome you go yeah well you know what they, they were missing a few pieces they're gonna have to go back to drawing board
0: yeah and they've been winning games last minute all season yeah all season um anything to talk about with the bears I, I mean jordan howard i like jordan howard but really with the bears i feel like all we're doing is just like who who do you keep for next year this
2: whole team looks like it can be scrapped easily and no one's gonna be remembered
0: yeah jordan I, howard i would keep i would keep him
2: or how would I? Yeah, but Matt Barkley. Yeah, ah, I don't know. I don't,
0: I don't know.
2: I don't know what the
0: Bears. Exactly I still I like this idea Bears, that we brought up of, of, of sending Tony Romo to the Bears. I still like that idea.
2: Yeah, that was that. I I have a hard time kind of disagreeing with the argument. I think he'd probably be a really good fit for that team. Um, Cameron Meredith finally had a great game. Yeah, he Which did. Team,
0: I I, let's see if he can actually replicate it. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I, he looked I, good.
2: I, 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 I felt like Barkley either didn't realize that Meredith was on the team in the first place <laughs> or they, uh, they're finally building some kind of rapport, but it, it's translating to something. I think someone whispered into his um, his ear or like they called down to, him to his, his headpiece and said, hey, you do know Cameron Meredith is on his team, right? Dude, that guy's him.
0: on your team, man.
2: That guy over there, that tall one, the steamy, lanky one, you can throw to him.
0: No, 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 he's wearing the same jersey as you, man.
2: This one of those things that. Oh, okay. All right,
0: let's do this. <laughs> oh, um, that guy. I know, gotcha. I don't know
2: what the long term plan is for, for Matt Barkley. I watched him in uh, college when he was at USB, and I didn't think he was that great. I'm amazed he got drafted. I didn't know he got drafted.
0: Hey, man. Chip <laughs> Kelly.
2: <laughs> so
0: Chip Kelly, draft master extraordinaire.
2: So just go figure, man.
0: Um, I'm going to move on from this game. Anything else?
2: No. What do we got
0: next? Saints, Buccaneers, Saints lose a clunker to the Buccaneers for the second straight week. Drew Brees throws an awful lot of interceptions and not a lot of touchdowns. I'm sure he hurt many people's fantasy teams like he hurt my fantasy team. Zero yeah, passing right. touchdowns in this game for Drew Brees, dude.
2: Well, you know what? That Tampa Bay defense is legitimate.
0: Dude, Tampa Bay, they are officially on a five game winning streak. They went from three and five to eight and five. It's for real. <laughs>
2: This is, I think, Tampa's probably my my like dark horse. Not my favorite, but they're they a team I'm kind of secretly rooting for, mm-hmm. just because that you know, in a weird way, I'm trying to think of an NBA team that really uh, kind of uh, equates to them. It's
0: um, almost like a, I mean, I, I, I almost want to say something like the Thunder this year. You know what I mean? The, yeah, the
2: Thunder. I don't even think they're even as Totally good,
0: as a ever. Maybe the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. This is, With this the Greek freak. pieces,
2: and this is scrappy man. This is a scrappy team, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're Drew Brees again. The guy you expect to at least give you one touchdown, yeah. and at least two hundred and fifty or three hundred yards and fantasy every week.
0: Dude, and, and this Buccaneers this D, they are hot at the right time, man. Like, i uh, that was the game I had on down in Texas. That was my local game. I didn't get the Packers game. Um, so I watched a lot of this game. And, you know, got to give it up for the Buccaneers. They look really good. This defense is tight. I mean, they were really... This is a high-powered Saints offense. Right. And this Bucks defense was seriously giving them a run for their money. Like, they were crushing on particular routes, they were breaking up passes, they were stuffing the run, like there were a lot of third and longs for the Saints, and then, you know, they just couldn't make it happen, whereas the Buccaneers were able to move the ball. It wasn't pretty, it wasn't flashy, but they run the ball, they dominated time of possession. I mean, this Buccaneers team, you said it, I'm scared, man, because now, this coming weekend, Sunday night football is Cowboys-Buccaneers.
2: Yeah. And the Bucks, I think you know, they're uh, James Winston's already said, He's like, "This is why we play football." You know, they're they're. I wouldn't say they're excited about the matchup, but they're definitely not afraid of the Cowboys. No, no, they're not. They're gonna they're gonna go and they're gonna match up well. I think they've got one of them say they have an answer, but they have comparable matchups in terms of their secondary. The secondary can play guys. They can mm-hmm. play. They can match really well. Dude, so they match up with the Saints, who have you know, you got three choices, three you know, three prime offense out there. Um, that Drew Brees can throw to, and he just missed—he just barely missed the touchdown to um to uh, Brandon Cook.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Dude, um, that was so know, close.
2: But that's that's the NFL, man. That's the game of inches, and that could entirely been—he could have been jammed up at the line of scrimmage and just did not get his timing down. That like, that's probably missed touchdown just because that the Tampa Bay defense is so scrappy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think they match up well with the. Uh, the Cowboys, and I don't think they're going to, I don't know how much pressure they're going to be able to get on the Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. but I think in terms of um, him just completing every down, I it, I think if they can really, really give um Ezekiel Elliott some trouble, in um, yes. seems to be able to do it this season.
0: Like, I mean, I this, like, a chip? this Bucks cowboys game, this is a sneaky sort of early playoff game. And yeah, exactly. the Bucks are going to need it because they need this win if they want to try to actually win the division and beat out the Falcons because the Falcons have got an easy schedule for the next couple of games,
1: which is crazy. Which is uh,
0: just... I got the Falcons. Uh, we haven't even gotten to that game. Oh boy, um, but it's it's. Uh, I mean, I. <sighs> I'm excited. I like watching the Buccaneers play because I agree with you. They're sneaky. They're sneaky good, and they're getting hot at the right time. This is a team that's getting hot in December, and yeah. we can't discount that, and and it wasn't just Mike Evans this time around. You know, Cameron Braid had some, had, again, had great plays in this game. Uh, Doug Martin, dude, Doug Martin looks, he looks healthy. He looks good. He got into the end zone. Charles Sims is back. I mean... You gotta watch yourself with this Buccaneers team, man. I hear you. I hear you. They are sneaky. Yes. You got cannot sleep on this team.
2: I think um, I think it's gonna be a fun matchup. I, well, I think they're gonna they're gonna be competitive with the Cowboys. They're not just gonna roll over and, and let these guys uh, do whatever they want. So w- we might be surprised. We might see, you know, them the force turnover or try to get pick sticks or fumble recovery.
0: I wanna uh, I wanna like ask you who you think but I I wanna get to the, the pick the winner we'll pick the winners I know, I, later. I felt it too. I was kinda I almost tried to make a pick early and I was like, wait a minute, I was like, we got a whole segment for that we I know, it. it's like it's like wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're gonna go on and on about this, you know. Let me let me let me just hedge let me hedge it all together. Any <laughs> anything else for this game? You wanna move on? We'll get through the slate of games. Um,
2: I, I think you said it, man. Cameron I, I like I just I like that guy. I think he's uh I think mean, he's going to be your number one receiver every single time, but he's a good he's a good Dallas to an Evans. To yes. Just so many
0: targets. Dude, and you know, the Buccaneers have had some injuries too. You know, they, yeah. aside from Vincent Jackson, they're you know, Adam Humphreys hasn't been playing nearly as much. He was kind of their number two receiver. Cameron Braid has been taking all those targets and I mean, he's coming into his own, yeah. man. It's right time getting hot at the right time.
2: And I think they just they lost. I don't know if I think it was this game. I think it was week thirteen. They lost Cecil Shorts for the season. He had a pretty, he was pretty good. Uh, kind of uh, rotating in and out yes. guy. Yes. So.
0: And you know who they picked sure. up to replace him? My boy Josh Huff, former uh, Philadelphia oh. Eagle. Oh
2: wow! Nice. That's that might right. Be a good uh, pickup.
0: Getting pulled over on the bridge with a a loaded gun and some marijuana. Now he's playing for the Buccaneers, baby.
2: That wasn't hurting anybody.
0: I, uh, no, man, he wasn't hurting anybody, man. Now he's just catching passes in Tampa and sunny sunny Florida. They might
2: have. Just, if they, I think Tampa, if they waited a little bit, they might have been able to uh, cash in on the Michael Floyd sweepstakes.
0: Oh, my God. Let's go right to that game. <laughs> Next game on the docket, the Cardinals lose a stinker. Well, it wasn't a stinker. It was a close game to the Miami Dolphins. This was a hell of a game. Um, I mean, where to begin? Uh, I don't
2: think you're wrong. I think, uh, I think every... I've not really enjoyed watching the Arizona games. I
0: feel like they're all stinkers. Yeah, all of it's true because every time they're supposed to they're supposed to have a great offense that does exciting things, but it just never really seems to materialize. And we saw that again in this game. Again, David Johnson was the only guy who really did much of anything. You know, Carson Palmer got trigger happy through some interceptions. The Dolphins really looked impressive, man. I mean, they were really working for it. And I feel bad for Tannehill because they're saying he didn't he didn't tear his ACL but he really fucked it up. He's done um, for the season for sure. He's pretty much done for the season now. You know it just sucks because Miami's had a pretty promising season. They got to ride out the rest of the season with Matt Moore, who I don't think Matt Moore is that bad a quarterback. I no, I actually he... don't think he's a terribly far step down from Tannehill. Well, I
2: I don't know anymore. I actually looked at Tannehill's numbers. The other day, uh, you know, granted, not as great as it was last year. Really good season last year. Yeah, I he really did. I really gave him the credit. I d- he 19 did. 19 touchdowns, 12 picks, serviceable. He's a serviceable guy. Um, And he played a lot better than I think people really realized or gave him credit for. Mm-hmm. He, kept his, he kept his team together, you know. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's going to be a blow. I think we're going to see. You know, just how much of an impact he really had on this team. Yeah. Nice, I mean, I, mean, I want to give... did a great job in his defense.
0: Yes. But, because like, listen, at the end of the game, when there. they were driving to win that game and kick the game-winning field goal, Matt Moore made a couple of really <laughs> nice throws.
2: Yeah. You know, and especially when you got to come off the, the bench, you got to come in cold and... And it and, was and, fucking whatever.
0: pouring rain there. Pouring rain in Miami. So, I,
2: you know, kudos to Matt Moore.
0: But, you know, the, the Cardinals, same old story... Turnovers, turnovers. I mean, Carson Palmer had three turnovers on his own. I mean, and all right, let's Michael Floyd. So you saw today, Michael Floyd's been cut by the Art the Cardinals.
2: And I, I've I started all season. Actually, had him in my fantasy team to start the season. I think before came in, I dropped him because I've just never, I've never, um, I've never bought into the hype. And everyone said, it, you know, Michael Floyd, just he was on the verge. He was on the cut.
0: I mean, okay, he looked so good at the, the end of uh, last season. The end of last season, he was so hot, so hot. Yeah. I mean, oh, he just fell completely off the map.
2: I'm. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna find this tweet, but uh, I was looking at it the like last night, and they were saying, "Man, the the wide receiver draft class 2012 is just really falling off the map." Oh. Um, there's this kid, Will Blackman. I think he played for the Jaguars. He was like, you know...
0: Uh, Justin Blackman?
2: I think it was... uh, Is that his name?
0: Oh, yeah. Justin Blackman Blackman for the Jaguars, who was amazing for like five games, and then he proceeded to get suspended five times.
2: He's out of the league. Uh, Now you got Floyd.
0: But I I believe the Jaguars still own his rights, by the way. Do they really? I think technically like they knew he was like never really coming back, but it was like you could always you could just hang on to his rights if you want, and they were like, uh yeah. They were like, if he ever That's comes crazy. back, we got him. This is
2: just uh, is that despite, at this point? Uh man, um I'm trying to remember who the other why was he address? Uh I, I right? just pulled it up.
0: What? Uh Justin Blackman, um yep. Michael Floyd, Kendall Wright.
2: Kendall Wright.
0: Who's 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 actually still playing? <laughs> Yeah, he's uh,
2: still playing. A.J.
0: Um, Jenkins. Oh.
2: Ryan Quick.
0: Stephen Hill. Oh. Alshon Jeffrey. That's the other guy I
2: was thinking of. Alshon Jeffrey's been suspended for performance enhancing drugs.
0: Yep. Ryan Broyles, not in the league. Reuben Randall, not in the Holy shit, this is a bad... You got to go Muhammad deep before Sunu. you start seeing Muhammad Sanu and T.Y. Hilton.
2: Travis Benjamin...
0: Yeah, this is, oh, wow. Yeah, this is pretty impressive at how bad this is.
2: Yeah, I think Tommy Street is in the league somewhere. Um,
0: Rashard Matthews, he's pretty deep in there. Man,
2: this is crazy.
0: Yeah, that is an atrocious draft class. And I can understand, Michael Floyd, I mean, who does he, is anybody going to pick him up before the end of the season? I don't see that happening.
2: The numbers, um, I looked at that. If anyone picks him up before the season's over, they owe I think it was almost a million dollars.
0: Um, fuck that. Fuck contract. that. That's not happening. So,
2: it's, Yeah, it's, you really got to be in the hunt and you're missing like the one big piece. Like, yeah. like is it worth it?
0: No. No, it's not. I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to make this real easy for you. No.
2: And I mean, honestly, been a pretty disappointing guy at wide receiver in my opinion.
0: So. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um anything else that that, that sort of stood out about this Dolphins Cardinals game? I uh I mean, I was impressed Jarvis, with the Dolphins.
2: Jarvis Landry, the usual. Kenny still been playing a little bit better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Everything else is pretty straightforward, run-of-the-mill for these guys.
0: Yeah, I, I liked. I was, I was excited to see Jarvis Landry kind of show up. I mean, he had a fumble. That was that was not good. But you know, to to see him have a hundred-yard game, to really kind of put his stamp on this game, it was nice. It was nice to kind of see that happen. I hope he can replicate it with Matt Moore under center.
2: Jermaine Gresham. um tight end for Arizona very
0: quietly having a good year yeah he's
2: he's all of a sudden he's he's kind of making some noise
0: I mean listen considering the passing game has has not been working at all for the Cardinals you know yeah. Carson Palmer better get comfortable checking it down
2: it's not that hard to do right
0: now right no um anything else in this we can game
2: move on from this one. I think we're good on this one. we can move on
0: all right Somehow the Houston Texans r- win a road game against the Indianapolis Colts to take sole, po- well, not sole possession of the, uh, of the AFC South division, but they are seven and six tied with the Titans and they are four and zero against the division, which kind of looks like they're probably going to win it. I guess I don't want to ask for takeaways, Shaka. I want to ask you, how the hell did this happen? What, what how did the Texans win this game? I, st- I watched pieces of it and I still don't know. Uh-
2: Brock Osweiler, they can't win shit with Brock Osweiler. It. I think we're just watching. You have to watch
0: your. You better watch yourself because somehow they won this game with Brock Osweiler.
2: I I, I think we're just watching inevitably the matter of time where they finally implode. Like it's almost like watching a plane fall and level off and fall and level off. You're like well, you just fucking crash already? <laughs> it's, not, it's not happening yet, but um, it's going to. We're just waiting for that moment. Uh, you know what though again I I,
0: I mean I'm I think the they won you
2: got to be honest
0: I think they won because of their run game like they did not win because of Osweiler they won because they ran all over the Colts I mean Lamar Miller I, I had 100 yards I even Lamar think Miller like
2: this week I benched him because I not expected anything they they uh, I think I I'm right I griped way earlier in the season about how Houston does not run the football nearly enough that you, you trade to get a Lamar Miller and put him on the team and then you don't fucking use them. You don't let them run the football. You don't give them enough carries. And now, this game, Lamar Miller gets 21 carries. Alfred Blue gets 16. And you finally... Uh, uh, how long did it take for them to crack that goddamn... Hey, guys, I don't know. If the pass game's not working, hey, why don't we just run the football more?
0: If our $72 million quarterback can't throw the fucking ball, maybe we should hand it off.
2: You know, it, that's just crazy enough to work. We can try that.
0: How did it take them till week 14 to, to figure out this recipe?
2: I think it's either that or they realize, you know what, we're we're still in the playoff hunt. But I think the jig's gonna be up eventually. We have to maybe actually try to look like we give a shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, the other thing I think also won this game for the Texans was their defense. You know, Jadavian Clowney looked pretty good. He had a couple of really nice plays. He, I. You know, Andrew Luck turned the ball over three times. I mean, that was really the story of the game was... That was kind of surprising. You know, the, was the Texans essentially winning the game with everybody but Brock Osweiler. They won it with the running game on offense, and they won it with their defense.
2: It's just amazing to see that, how so how good this uh, Texans defense still is without J.J. Watt. Without
0: J.J. Watt. And, you know, got to give them credit. Got to give them yeah. credit. They put together a nice squad. You still got Vince Wilfork. I mean, and I think this guy AJ Bouye in the secondary—he's been pretty nasty, man.
2: I actually don't know much about this kid.
0: That's okay. Um, uh, check it out. You should, he's he's been playing pretty well. Like it's it's some of the bright spots on the Houston Texans team because there, there's such there's there are such bright bad spots on that team that you got to appreciate the guys who are actually stepping up. Yeah. Um.
2: Colts, um. Man, it, it looks like. I think the magic's
0: starting to wear off a little bit. They, they I, I'm still amazed that they made it this far. I, dude, but, uh, I, I, I can't. The Colts are, you know, I, let's move on from this game. But before we do, let's talk about the Colts briefly. I mean, you want to talk about Jekyll and Hyde? That's a team that's Jekyll and Hyde, man. They're yeah. annihilating the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau, but then they're just they're losing clunkers to the Texans. Like they live and die by Andrew Luck. The whole the rest of the team is pretty bad.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, it just. The, I think the. I think their luck. Oh my God, that was a terrible pun. I didn't mean to do that. I was gonna say their luck finally ran out, but Jesus, man, I did not mean to do that. I'm sorry, guys. I, heard that. I swear to God, I didn't do that. That was
0: the worst pun ever. Never mind.
2: <laughs> wow, I felt like the New York Post. Shit.
0: <laughs> luck run out. Get it? That's a, that's the cover. Did uh, you guys get it or no? Uh, anything else for this game? You want to move on?
2: Yeah, let's move on.
0: What do we got next? Uh, The Tennessee Titans won a very close game against the Denver Broncos. Um,
2: Which is a fucking surprise. This was a surprise.
0: I mean, Marcus Mariota threw 88 passing yards on the day and still won. Um,
2: How much does that say about how friggin' suspect that Denver Broncos offense
0: is? I mean, dude, what was crazy was the Denver Broncos offense definitely had some issues. Um. Mr. Justin Forsett is now on the Denver Broncos running game. He's He went from Baltimore to Detroit, and now he's with friggin' Denver. He fumbles the ball in his first fucking carry.
2: I don't understand what Denver and, was thinking. Oh, or what made them think that picking up Justin Forsett, who's a perennial underperformer. I just...
0: Man, yeah, was a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Broncos, they could have won this was... game if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot, man. They were knocking on the door. It was fourth and goal in the fourth quarter, and they went for it. They didn't get it. I, I mean, and, and Trevor Simeon, you got to give it up. He went crazy in the second half of the game. When they were losing yeah. and he had to air the ball out, he was throwing passes left and right. They weren't, not all of them were pretty. But he, when he's asked to, I'm sitting here going, you know, Trevor Simeon... He might not be as bad. Like, he looked pretty impressive. He had some great passes to Emmanuel Sanders and to Marius Thomas, but yeah. it, at that point, it was like too little too late because there were, you know, they the Tennessee defense got a lot of turnovers. They ran all over the Broncos. I mean, it it was an ugly game. It was, this was a real scrappy game. It's
2: just, where has where, that been all season? Yeah. That now they're finally deciding, hey, let, let's do this. Um, Especially when Tennessee has been times. finding
0: out ways to lose terrible games all year.
2: It sounds about right. They, they, nine, nine times you run the football um, and you're forced to rely... Well, I'm not saying Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler. He's a much better quarterback mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. But when you, Simeon's got thrown 51 times and you only put up 10 points, it's uh, they, they can't close. And no. Again, no. God. It, it, it's, it's I mean, it's
0: abundantly clear. Disturbing. Their weak spot is their offense. They are
2: struggling. But it's just a question. Do you have what it takes to kind of push into the playoffs? And if you do make it into the playoffs, who's going to be afraid of you? That defense is always terrifying. But if you guys can't score on the other end, you know, it's. The Broncos look a little bit shaky right now. They don't look as terrifying as they did last. No, year. defense-wise, of course.
0: I mean, I'm I'm curious if the Broncos are going to make the playoffs.
2: Yeah, it's it's really questionable right now. Yeah, the C- Titans really made that a lot more sketchy. The Titans, on the other hand, I think they have. I don't if the matchup is next week, but I, I think they're, I think they're. Lo- it's not looking good for them. They're playing Kansas City next week. That's the, why. Yeah,
0: they're playing Kansas City next week. It's not looking good.
2: So yeah, I don't think I, man. if... I don't think they're gonna duplicate
0: this this uh this performance again. Oh man, it, it, it was hard. It's just the Titans. They got a lot of good things going for them, but they just have not been able to keep the consistency this season. And right. I mean, you know, like we're gonna look at them and say, "Wow, you know, they pulled out a big win against the Broncos," but then we're gonna look at like some atrocious clunker. But like the fact that they lost twice to the Colts. Yeah. Just,
2: hey, just not, let's not forget, for the record, what happened. It, it's, it, it's weird. And, you know, and again, that's why we, play the, why we play the NFL games. Why we watch them.
0: That's why we play the games. You've got to play them. You can you can predict on paper, but until the games play out. I'm sorry, man. Every week I try to pick winners, and I have yet to get a single week where I'm perfect.
2: No, I, I just think the numbers in this game are just so skewed and awkward. Mario 6-for-20, and you won.
0: Yeah, like who the hell throws for 6-for-20 for 88 yards passing and wins the game?
2: It's... It, uh, I'm cringing right now. We, we got to move on to this game. Um, okay, that's I can't it. It
0: was ugly enough. Let's go. San Diego Chargers lose on the road to the Carolina Panthers. Kind um, of surprising. Philip Rivers turns the ball over five times by himself. Uh, I think. Okay, I, I've said many times during this season and on this podcast, the Panthers suck. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've heard that before. Yes, uh, but I will say. Listen. Throughout all of their tough season, they are dangerous at home, and you get a you get a team that's susceptible to turnovers, and you know has a has an op- has possibilities to make mistakes like the Chargers. This didn't surprise me. I still picked the Chargers, um, but yeah. but the all Panthers right. kind of coming out, making noise, and imposing their will on San Diego. That didn't surprise me.
2: Hey, look, man, I'm right with you. Uh... I also did not think Carolina had what it takes, what it took to really pull us out. And you look at the number, Cam ten for twenty seven. Yeah. He didn't have an amazing game. No. No. You know, a quarterback. But it was just enough and I I really Philip Rivers lost this game. He yeah. just really Yeah,
0: this he put this was Carolina a real
2: field time and time and time and time and time again.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and this was a really, real situation think, of live by Phillip Rivers, die by Philip Rivers.
2: Exactly. It, I think Phillip Rivers, you know, handles a couple of those um, those fumbles. And they, even one pick, the team comes out of the field and puts points on. Because, you know, Donchell and, and, and Williams were having really good games. I just don't think they got enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they had enough offensive series or time on the field to, to make this thing competitive.
0: And we it's we like
2: shot in the foot.
0: We also we can't take away Melvin Gordon. They lost Melvin Gordon like on the first play of the game.
2: Yeah, he had a big toe injury. Um, the, the backup. I I don't know much about this guy, but Barrow Kenneth Barrow had a pretty solid game. Yeah, and, he didn't.
0: He didn't look you know, too bad. He he he. Nice job coming in, you know, and you know, in relief.
2: I think they kind of panicked a little bit, you know, not having Gordon to to shore up the the run game and. Just trying to rely too much on on Rivers arm, and he—I I don't know. If he
0: that got trigger happy. the
2: Panthers to kind of change their their uh, defensive plans and you know setups, so they don't have to worry so much about eyeing Melvin Gordon. You you drop back in the secondary a little bit and mm-hmm. and, and cheat, cheat a little bit.
0: Dude, I mean so they took flies. they they took so advantage yeah. of it. Like all of the things that are bad about the Panthers defense. You know, they played well today, or, or today. Yeah. They played well. Like, you know, they got those turnovers. They were stuffing the run, you know, and you nailed it, man. Phillip Rivers was the one who really killed them. Like, the other playmakers were kind of doing all the right things, but, I mean, this has been the story for San Diego all season.
2: Yeah, they uh, so much potential, but just, I, they're, you know, they're a step or two. I'd probably say two at this point um, away from that defense kind of living up to the potential that we've yeah. seen in and out
0: this season. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think Joey Bose is a step in the right direction. Hopefully, they can build on that, but they've still got a lot of work to do. they got to go back to the drawing board.
2: Yeah, look, you man, you got Dwight Lowry, who got torched on a Jets team back Oof. when it was the secondary was actually really good. Yeah. And he's one of your, your best corners. Oh some issues to address.
0: And the Panthers—they just—I mean—they built a 23-0 lead early in this game. I mean, listen, not even San Diego is going to be able to crawl out of that hole. No. Um, you want to move on? We got three more games on the docket.
2: Who's up next?
0: Vikings beat the Jacksonville Jaguars off of an awful lot of field goals and a couple of late-game touchdowns.
2: Sounds about right.
0: Um, this you is. I want
2: to d- watch two ugly quarterbacks. Yeah, it.
0: this is Bortles Bortling it up again. Um, you know, everything about Jacksonville was not impressive. Like, I God, this is a broken record with Jacksonville, man. It's just disappointing. It's They are a team that should never be on TV. Like, it's not fun to watch them play. You know, like, I go to the highlight reel of this game... And there's the highlight, like, I'll go to NFL.com and watch the highlight reels of the games, and, you know, they'll be like, all right, what's the highlight reel? And sometimes there's highlight reels that are, like, half the length as other games, because there's just nothing to fucking yeah. see. And this was one of those games where it was just like, yeah, there was a lot of just poor play in this game. And, you know, the Vikings...
1: a shitty part. Most
0: of it. Yeah, which was most of it. I mean, it, like, there was nothing but field. It was 9-9 at the half off of three field goals from both teams. What the hell do I want to watch in this game?
2: I wonder what that does to your psyche when you can't score. by a touchdown shot as a quarterback. It just, it just hurts you.
0: I mean, it's got to uh, hurt you. This was, uh, you know, I don't even know if there's anything to report on this game. Uh, the Vikings. The
2: right spot is that Marquise Lee, who I. He might be the man
0: now. Is he the man now?
2: It looks like Allen Robinson. Allen I don't know what happened. He's he's got to be nursing some kind of secret injury. But the guy has literally plummeted, doing free fall right now yeah. in fantasy after being so damn good, so terrifyingly good last year. Is non non factor now. Dude, and Marquise
0: and Lee has crazy. been getting a lot of work.
2: Yeah, and I I, I thought he was. I didn't think he was going to be like in the NFL. I never thought he would translate to hundred yard a game kind of guy, but I thought he was the kind of guy, kind of like a Keyshawn Johnson later on in his career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't dominate you, but man, big plays—he was always there. Like a big touchdown, a game changing touchdown, he was always kind of there. He always reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. He was a big kind of guy, possessions when you needed them.
0: Do you, uh, let's say, fantasy football draft next season? You gonna draft Marquise Lee or Allen Robinson?
2: That's a good question. You know what I'm saying? I think I think they're both going to be low on the uh, on the must haves, but I wouldn't be surprised if Robinson went earlier. You know, you know what? Marquise Lee is a good stash to have because if he breaks out, you know, you, you got one in the chamber.
0: Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. Um, anything else on this game? I, I these last couple of games were all schlocky. It's not really much to talk about.
2: Yeah. i I'm um, feeling. Adam's feeling had a pretty good game, but... uh Can you count on
0: Adam Thielen every, every yeah, week? Because exactly. I kind of am sort of like, I, I want to go pick him up sometimes, but then I'm like, is he going to do this every week? I know he's getting the work.
2: Yeah, this might be circumstance. Uh, I wouldn't really buy into it.
0: Okay, okay. Um, Falcons absolutely obliterate the Los Angeles Rams so much so that the Rams fire their coach. Thank fucking God, that needed to happen a yeah, while ago. That
2: guy was a terrible coach. Dude,
0: just... And Fisher,
2: like, I felt Fisher didn't really give a shit anymore. And,
0: and also, it was ridiculous where, to give that guy, to give Jeff Fisher an extension before the start of the season. What the hell are you guys doing over there?
2: Well, not trying to win, that's the fucking sure. <laughs> um, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley <laughs> was so pissed off on the sideline that I think when the interviewers were talking to him, he referred to the offense as childish
0: no oh, I, th- childish. I think he called it a middle school team or a oh, middle, middle school <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was bad it was really bad and they got obliterated like it was I think it was like 42-0 and then the Rams scored a couple of garbage time touchdowns in the fourth quarter right I mean it was it was just downright atrocious I I don't even know what else to say from this game this was without Julio Jones they still just annihilated the Rams
2: it's just one of those questions where you're like, well, Todd, who are you upset at? I don't think you really, can be upset at your, your, your teammates, but you're not really given much to play with, and your coach is an absolute tool. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's just... I, it's I like, dude, weird. don't I hate think, the player, hate the game. I, I, think, he, I think it's just his frustration is finally just coming out, and he's... He's just got to lash out at the nearest person around him.
0: No, I think so you're having,
2: right. is yelling at Jared Goff and the offensive coordinator and having the offensive coordinator yell back at him is uh, it, it's coming apart
0: as a theme. Yeah, that that whole team is. It's really. I almost kind of felt like they looked more stable with Case Keenum under center. I'm not. I'm not trying to make that an indictment of Jared Goff. I just think he's fresh. He's it's green. A compelling
2: argument, it, nonetheless. You
0: know, you might need to start looking at if he should have been the number one overall pick, but. That whole team, like that's an organizational problem. They've got so much talent there. They should at least be able to muster together more wins than they're doing right now. Like that's firing the coach. That was a good decision, in my opinion. I, something is wrong, you know, from the top.
2: Yeah, it, it, it it's going to take a little while for this to kind of get remedied, I to feel too. No, I I um, completely
0: agree. This Thursday night game against the Seahawks, they're just going to get. They're going to Seahawks are going to mop the floor with them.
2: I hope. Uh, Tavon Austin has no business beating anybody on a good team.
0: Oh, but yes, he does. Didn't, didn't see all the money the Rams gave him?
2: Oh, God. The oh, extension, yeah. They, they can, they're going to regret that for a few years now.
0: You can fucking say that again. Um, here, you want to do the last game on the docket, and then we'll pick winners for next week? Let's go. Bengals, Browns. Bengals win. Mm. Browns are 0-13. Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin came back.
2: Returns did not play super well.
0: Did not play super well. Then again, just about everybody on the Browns doesn't play super well. It feels like it's almost like you get a virus when you join that team. Uh, yeah. Tyler Eifert, man, looking good. Two touchdowns. Tyler Eifert, like, you know, I he was worth the wait for anybody who who drafted him and stashed him. Yeah, that's true. Good call. That's true. I, I, I want to.
2: I, I'm I'm trying to think about the numbers, but I think in terms of. Production in the last maybe uh, what is it four or five games now? He's been I great. This. He he's probably I'd say the the best tight end in fantasy because you got a fact that the Gronk is out, mm-hmm. Bennett is kind of banged up, mm-hmm. Kelsey's played pretty well. Kelsey
0: Kelsey and Eifert I think are the hottest right now.
2: Yeah, and even Jimmy Graham has not played. Super, yeah,
0: yeah Graham super you know Graham has come back down to earth like you know like most tight ends occasionally they have like a two catch thirteen yard game.
2: Right. And, and Jordan yeah. Reed's been concussion prone as hell. Yeah, so, he I mean really unreally I love Jordan Reed, but yeah. he's not relevant for the conversation right now.
0: No, no, he's not. You know, he was earlier in the season, but he hasn't been it, just injuries. Has not been able to replicate it. Yeah. Um Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill looked good, man. I mean, granted, he's playing the Browns, but he looked good. <laughs> I don't know if he can replicate it against a team like the Steelers or the Ravens.
2: He's got no choice. He doesn't have Bernard behind him anymore. But they have used um, Rex Buckhead pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm. To kind mm-hmm.
2: of give him a, a respite.
0: Okay. Pick you wanna pick winners for next week? I feel like this is what we really want to talk about.
2: Yeah, let's do
0: this. Thursday night football. Los Angeles Rams go to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Um this is not Shaka's game of the week, but Shaka who this you got. Is
2: not, this is pretty straightforward. The <laughs> Seahawks, they they need redemption. Um I say they let Travis rolls run the football a lot because um, our boy, uh, his confidence is a little bit rattled. I can't, still can't believe he got
0: five shellacked
2: like that by the dude, by and
0: the he end, wasn't all 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 just out. throwing That's picks; he was season. getting sacked too. Like they were rushing him. There was a lot. They, they were all over him.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just bizarre. I'm, I've always been a big fan of uh Russ Wilson, so and he's not having an amazing season, man. He's got 13 touchdowns and 10 takes. Not really setting himself above the bar. I don't know what's changed, but he hasn't picked himself up out of that slump. I mean, so I, I still going to see a lot of uh, that the, the old foosball being run there, mm-hmm. as opposed to him putting himself in a situation where he's got to throw deep a lot. They're still going to, I think, they're still going to try and air it out a couple times. Yeah, on yeah. this defense, but I mean, and look, and it's, we've seen this that the defense get beaten and torched. I think everyone's watching that tape from when the Saints came in and just fucking dismantle these
0: guys yeah Uh, i mean i still think the offensive line is to blame i think the offensive line is a big culprit for why russell wilson's been struggling why he's injured you know i think there's injuries going on that we're not hearing about just because they're they're minor enough that you know the end of it's like listen you get a couple of really deep bumps and bruises they don't report that as an injury you need like a pulled a pulled muscle a torn ligament or a broken bone for them to talk about anything um but uh, I listen, the Rams play the Seahawks very well. The last couple of years, with Jeff Fisher as the coach, the Rams have always given the Seahawks a run for their money. But you take Jeff Fisher out of the equation, which I think is a good thing, and you yeah. consider how absolutely awful the Rams have been and how much they have completely fallen apart, I think the Seahawks are going to mop the floor with them, and I think that's exactly what the Seahawks need right now to get their mojo back, Seattle all the way.
2: Yeah, they're just in the Seattle, Seattle, needs this W too. They got it. They got a, the dude. They want to stay in that. They want to
0: stay in that number one seed race. They need this W.
2: Yeah, every W counts right now.
0: Saturday night football. That's right. We have officially college football has ended. We have gotten into the realm of the NFL season where we have Saturday night games. Miami Dolphins go to play your New York Jets on Saturday night. Shaka, who you got?
2: Very interesting. Um, I don't I remember Matt Moore being the starting quarterback for this team once upon a time.
0: Yes, yes that that how did happen.
2: Well he I don't remember how well he played. But I'm imagining it wasn't anything that, that blew me away. I still you're right though. Matt Moore is not a bad quarterback. He's functional. Yeah. And he's serviceable. Um
0: one of the more I'm, functional backups out there.
2: I'm gonna say um this one really comes down to how much Bryce Petty can learn and mature and just not turn the ball over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. against the team. And I I think you can expect to see a healthy load of uh, the, the the Jets running the football. I don't know Matt Forte's status this is what I'm kind of trying to think of right now. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be ready for next week's game. Here,
0: I'll try to right. look it up. But honestly, I kind of don't feel like, I feel like if they got Bilal Powell, I'm not, I'm not yeah, too exactly. upset about that.
2: I'm like, Hey, you got Bilal Powell who's, Shown that you know what he's not a bad backup to have, all things considered. Um, so I I, I think this is a Jets game to lose. I, I'm gonna go with my Jets on this one. Okay. I, I think really the biggest problem they have is obviously Jay Ajayi, and they've not been great as we've noticed at stopping the run. So if they can stop Ajayi, they're okay. If they're not, they're fucked.
0: I um I'm gonna go with the Dolphins on this one. I think it's gonna be tricky for them to go on the road. I think that the Jets have got a little bit more... All things considered, they seem a little bit more functional right now simply because now the Dolphins have to adjust to having Matt Moore. But I think this is an opportunity for the Dolphins' defense to shine. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to them picking off Bryce Petty, getting a few fumbles. I kind of think this is going to be a close game and turnovers are going to make the difference. Um, I want it, I, But I do see the opportunity for the Jets to win. They're going to be at home. You know, this is a divisional matchup. The Dolphins are, are, you know, they're not floundering, but they're definitely vulnerable right now. Um, right. But I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt to the Dolphins. I, I think in sue you know, little Cameron Wake, you know, they, they can make some noise, and I think, uh, I think they can pull this one out because I think they still want to stay in this playoff race, and for them, this victory is key if they actually want to try to still get in the playoffs. So I got to go with the Miami.
2: Okay, this is
0: kind of reminds me of a—I don't know—I'm thinking of the days when uh when people
2: missed Chad Pennington. Oh, Chad Pennington! Oh man, man, dude, arm, arm like spaghetti noodle, but with the love.
0: He was, you know, I think it's at—you know—sometimes I feel like almost, he gets a bad rap sometimes too. Man, he—he he played he pretty play well. That?
2: He totally does. For a guy who was not as physically gifted as many other quarterbacks in the NFL, he did a lot more at times than they did.
0: Yeah, and, you know, he had his clunkers that I think, you know, got people to be pissed at him. But overall, I mean, he played some pretty darn good football for the Jets, and he played some pretty darn good football for the Dolphins that one year when he dragged them back to the playoffs. It was a shame he yeah, couldn't stay healthy enough course. to stick with the team.
2: Yeah, that was that was quite the thing. It was hard to watch that season.
0: Yeah, that was, I mean... It was the Dolphins. That was, that was a good season for the Dolphins, but they have not been able to replicate it until now. And, I mean, until they get into the playoffs again, I don't think we can say that, that uh, it's official. Yeah. Um, Sunday, 12 noon, Green Bay Packers go on the road to play the Chicago Bears. Shaka, who you got?
2: I, uh, this is going to be, man, I'm, I'm I'm just really thinking, uh, Green Bay really needs this man.
3: Uh, oh, oh, oh Rises, they do. <laughs> I, I I love Aaron Rodgers. He's he's played phenomenally
2: well all season. This is going through the numbers. I'm looking thirty-two touchdowns, seven picks.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't really know what anyone thought was wrong with this offense. Um, but I uh, they didn't they lose didn't lose to the the Bears earlier this year?
0: Oh, man! I want to
2: say a few weeks ago when. Um, Jay Cutler was quarterback. Or am I
0: crazy? No, the, I know that the, the Vikings lost to the Bears. I kind of, I feel like the Packers lost to the Vikings earlier this season. Hang on, I'll look it up. Hang on, let me look this up right now.
2: I uh, won't say it was week 10. God, I'm, I'm losing my mind right
0: now. Negative, negative, negative. The Packers beat the Bears 26-10 in, I think that was week four. Four, I think it was week five or six.
2: Okay, I am losing my goddamn mind. All right, but yeah. Look, it's not like this one was in doubt. I, I think, I think the Bears are terrible. I think Jordan Howard, you're right, is the only bright spot on this, on this shamble of a team. Um, and I'm obviously going, I'm obviously going Packers.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm picking the Packers as well. They need this win. They, I think they need to win out, even if they want a shot at making the playoffs and. I mean the Packers are clicking right now and the Bears this is just listen they're going to give them a run for their money it's going to be cold the weather will play a factor and you know the Bears are a little dangerous but I mean it's December and it's Aaron Rodgers the Packers are not to be denied if they lose yeah. this game then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs period if they want to have any shot at making any noise you got to take care of business against a 3 and 10 divisional rival green bay all I the agree. way yeah, I agree. man, you can't lose this game. You can't lose it. If if you if you're gonna lose this game, we can't take you seriously. Yep. Jacksonville Jaguars go on the road against the Houston Texans. Probably the most boring game you'll ever see. But Shaka, who you got?
2: You say boring, I say hideous. But uh, you know what? All all roads, all roads merge potato, and Potato,
0: potato. I- <laughs>
2: This one I'll definitely not be watching directly. I'll be skimming for highlights. Um,
0: Sadly, down in Texas, this will be one of the few games on TV, so I'll have to watch it.
2: Uh, yikes. Well, let's see if Houston's learned that, you know what, we have a running game if we decide to use it. And Jacksonville has Blake Bortles, which means that they're going to turn the ball over at least two times. <laughs> I'm going to go to Houston, continuing this baffling playoff run.
0: <laughs> I'm picking the Texans as well. Um, it's going to be easy for them to get into the playoffs when they play terrible opponents like their AFC South rivals. Um, Jacksonville being 2-11 and 11, certainly fits the profile pretty well. I don't care what the hell Jacksonville does. I'm totally in agreement with you. I think Jadavian Clowney is going to have a few sack lunches with Blake Bortles in it. Um, Blake Bortles is going to Bortle it up. He's going to throw some picks to the secondary. And you know what? If... Houston is smart. They will continue to run the ball and do whatever the hell they can to get Brock Osweiler to not throw it. Houston, all the way. Yep. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, 0-13, go on the road against Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills in the chilly Buffalo weather. Shaka, who you got? 0-16.
2: going to put it like that. Cleveland is terrible. RG3 is back. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Deshaun McCoy is going to be out of this thing right in the third quarter because there's not going to be a point in getting him injured potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo's going to stop him. Wow. Buffalo
0: all day. I'm picking the Bills as well. I kind of love, uh, you know, I, I really want, I don't want Cleveland to go 0-16. I think they're a little bit of a better team than that. I think they have more talent. Um, but the schedule has gone the way it has. These games have gone the way they have. And Buffalo's, listen, as, as up and down as they've been, they're a dangerous team and this Cleveland team is a dumpster fire. They might, Cleveland might be more than a dumpster fire than even Chicago. You know, like they can't get anything going this year. And in that weather, you nailed it, man. LaShawn McCoy is going to run all over them. I see like Mike Gillisley and Jonathan Williams doing garbage time carries in the fourth quarter. Buffalo, right. baby bills, man. Um, My Philadelphia Eagles go on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. That'll be a hell of a matchup. Oh God, might be pretty ugly though. But Shaka, who you got?
2: This is a tricky, tricky one. Uh, I'll say that much. Um, I, I, I I like what Baltimore's trying to to resurrect here
3: Mm -hmm.
2: on offense. I don't know if it's translating yet into W's or if it's gonna work at all whatsoever. But it's, you know what? It's a step up from. The, the Baltimore team we saw at the beginning of the year where I didn't know what the fuck they were trying to do exactly. Yeah, their
0: offense was all over the place. And that
2: extends, you know, actually that extends back a, another year or two when Justin Forsett, they just, like, like he was bribing team officials to keep him as a starter. Mm-hmm. So they're they're <laughs> willing to try some things out now and and to really kind of uh, see what they're working with. And I think it's going to be a tough matchup for um for the Eagles really and truly. Oh, just oh because yeah. The defense is so savage. They've faced some and tough I, defenses.
0: I, this one is one of the one of the toughest.
2: I I think, well, uh, like we said, Carson Wentz is on pace to break this uh, this attempts record, and I don't see that running game giving him a chance to really kind of uh, slow down and not be involved. He's got no choice. He's he's you know he's got not not enough weapons. No, for him to, to afford to sit back and kind of let the the run game help him out. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's going to be put under a lot of pressure. It's just that pass rush from the, the the Baltimore Ravens is just so good. Um, I'm actually going to have to go with the Ravens in a close one. I, I think. I think Justin Tucker is going to determine this one, uh, probably by a field goal.
0: Wow. Um, more power to you. I, I I respect your pick. It's okay. I take it. I am going to shamelessly be a homer and pick my Eagles. Um, this is one of those matchups I should like, I feel like I need to characterize it as like a catchphrase or something. Every single fiber of my being is going to pick the Ravens on this game. Okay. The Ravens have the best defense in the league. Eagles are struggling on offense. I think the Ravens are going to really push them around from a defensive standpoint. I kind of don't think it's going to be as close as you're saying it might be. Um, but to rationalize in my insanity why I'm picking the Eagles, I think the Eagles defense is still pretty dangerous, and I do not have a lot of respect for the Ravens offense. I think the Ravens will find ways to turn the balls over. Balls, wow, that sounded funny. Uh, the, they will certainly find a way. I think Flacco throws an interception or two. I think maybe, I think like Brashad Perriman might fumble the ball. Like, that's how I see the Eagles kind of, you know, special teams and defensive plays are going to kind of be the reason why the Eagles could actually steal a win here. Um, and that's, that is my crazy rationale for why I think the Eagles will win this game. But in, in real talk, I think you're totally right. I think the Ravens are going to pull this one out. But I'm crazy. I got to go with my Eagles.
2: Okay, look, man, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility.
0: No, no it's not. No, it's not. Eagles Carson have been Lynch. dangerous. Carson
2: Wentz and Joe Flacco have comparable numbers. Uh Flacco's are slightly better. He's got seventeen touchdowns, twelve picks. Wentz is thirteen touchdowns and twelve picks. hmm Um so you know, and again, the Flacco is prone to throw an interception every now and then. And it's entirely possible because the Eagles secondary. Mm-hmm. So and, you know, turnovers can be uh the, the difference between a win and a loss, as San Diego learned. So it's not entirely impossible. I just I think Baltimore, and I, I think I'm leaning more Baltimore now, especially with this kind of, what well, it looks like, this new um, regime, the new being, the old yeah, kind of coming back in.
0: Yeah, yeah, because this is not the Ravens team we saw earlier this season that lost to the Jets.
2: No, not even close. I think they're, I do say they're a little more dangerous, but I, I think I respect their competitive spirit a lot more than I did this first season.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, next up... Tennessee Titans go on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, this this is a possible Shaka game of the week. I don't know if it is, but it's possible,
3: Shaka.
2: Who you got? I think I can go possible game. I think this is Tennessee probably their biggest. This is probably their biggest game of the season right here because I I think I think they go down to Kansas City. That that's it. The the playoffs, the playoff pictures, pretty much done. I'd say. I mean, they got to
0: keep winning if they want to keep pace with the Texans.
2: Yeah. And uh, Kansas City is going to be the biggest wall they got to climb over. And you know, Mark Smagge has not had a great couple of games. Um, they they really they really need to figure out a way to throw the football on this team because I don't know if they can run it on them. It's just so tough up front. You get Justin Houston peeing in on everything. Eric Berry can play coverage or he can blitz. He, he's just so dangerous. I I, I I don't see them winning without being able to throw the football, and I really don't think they can throw the football on this defense. No. I'm going to go Kansas City.
0: Dude, me too. I got to go Kansas City as well. I, You know, Tennessee just barely squeaked out a win against Denver, and I think part of that was Denver's offense making mistakes. Kansas City yeah. in Arrowhead in December. It's chilly. Dude, I'm sorry. This team is too hot, and they're going to find ways to get Tennessee to turn the ball over. Uh, you know the def- You said it. I don't think Tennessee's going to be able to run it. I think they're going to struggle to throw the ball. Um, the only thing that I think kind of benefits Tennessee is I think they also their their defense is respectable enough that I think they're going to cause trouble for the Chiefs' offense. Like they're going to find ways to to get three and outs, maybe get a turnover here or there. But right. I mean when when you've got Tyreek Hill taking the top off the the secondary, I mean, oh, good chief, good luck, Chiefs all the uh-huh. way. Um, yeah man. Okay, this might be Shaka's game of the week. Detroit Lions, 9-4 and four Detroit Lions, go to play the 9-4 and four New York Giants. Shaka, who you got?
2: Uh, this one, this, yeah, this is looking close to my game of the week here. And just because both of these teams, they're both
1: 9-4, and four, they absolutely fucking need this game. Yes, they do. The Giants need this to get into the playoffs, uh, just because, uh,
2: the Cowboys have that all locked up, uh, and Detroit needs this one to seal the deal. I, I think they they get another W there, end. but man, you got to go, you got to come to to you got to come to Giants home field. You got to take on a tough Giants defense. You know you got Janoris Jenkins mm-hmm. going off against Golden Tate. It, man, what a matchup mm-hmm. that's going
1: to be. Just because you know Janoris. Fashions himself as a lockdown corner. Yeah. He's been doing a pretty good job of backing up that talk. And we've talked before, but Golden Tate doesn't do anything particularly, you know,
2: dominant. Mm-hmm. But he still just finds ways to get himself open. He's creative. He runs, you know, these tricky routes and he, he burns guys. So uh, this, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch in and of itself. The other part of this that really kind of Changes the entire uh, climate is that the Lions have no fucking run game. Yep. Whatever. Well, and hey, the Giants, Giants don't
0: them. really have a run game either.
2: Touche. But <laughs> the, the the Lions don't have a front seven that's imposing, or as imposing or as intimidating as what the Giants can that's... throw at you at any given time.
0: Absolutely. So I
2: think I think you factor in Jan- uh, Janoris Jenkins keying in on uh, Golden Tate, and you know. Trying to make Marvin Jones a feature in mm-hmm. this offense with the uh, considerable pass rush pressure, I don't know if Stafford's going to be able to, to to really to overcome those odds. I got to go Giants on this one.
0: Wow, um, I struggled mightily to try to figure out who to pick for this game. I was waffling was a lot. Hard. This is a really hard, hard game. this This is a playoff game. This is literally a playoff game. It's not. I mean, not lit, not literally ripped his head off. Um, this is, it's about as close to a playoff game as you can get. They're both nine and four. They're both fighting to get into it. And they're both good teams that have played very good football this year. You know, I thought of a lot of reasons to pick the Lions. I think the Lions are very dangerous, but I got to also pick the Giants. The Giants defense is getting hot at the right time. They are playing in New York. They're, I believe they're, yeah, according to this, they're six and one at home. Detroit has been finding ways to win at the very end of the game. They squeak out a field goal. They squeak out a touchdown. I mean, these are – and sometimes you get the Thanksgiving Day game where it's gifted to them by someone else. I mean, Eli Manning might gift them the game. That is totally possible. really the X factor.
2: Eli Manning's the X
0: factor, I think. But you nailed it, man. I mean, the way this defense is playing – You know, I think they're going to suffocate the Lions. The Lions are going to, you know, turn the ball over at the wrong times. And, dude, one play won the game for the Giants last week. It might be one, possibly two Odell Beckham plays that win the game for the Giants this week. I'm going New York. I can't fucking believe the Giants are at 9-4 and and are probably going to win again. But considering how bad their offense is, I can't believe their record is that good. But I got to pick the Giants in this game.
2: I'm sure Eli can't believe their record is that good. He looks confused all the time.
0: (laughs) Okay. Next up, Indianapolis Colts go on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. This was another one I had a lot of trouble trying to figure out who would win.
2: Shaka, who you got? Uh, Wow, this one's a kind of intriguing one just because, uh, look, not very great teams. One really solid offense versus a a, a good defense that. Got a crappy-ass quarterback I, man, this is a tough one. Um,
0: I know. I know. I was like, I'm having trouble figuring this one out.
2: I'm sitting here. Is Adrian Peterson going to play? I seriously doubt
0: he is. I don't think Um, he's going to play. Would it make a difference if he did?
2: No. um, This is a tough one. Vikings at home?
0: Vikings are at home in their new dome. It's not a dome, but it's an indoor stadium.
2: My word. Uh, would you like I, to? Hear, I don't
0: think I, would you I like don't to hear I my go, pick?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't think I can go against Andrew Luck on this
0: one. Yeah, um, that's dude. I picked the I, I'm Colts.
2: i really
0: I picked really the trying, Colts because really I was sort of like Andrew Luck against all odds, no matter how bad his team is he finds a way to just will the game and to win it on his own. And even with a Vikings defense that I see as dangerous as they are, I really do believe that Andrew Luck is the guy who will find openings. He's the guy who will find T.Y. Hilton for that 75-yard touchdown strike that might be the only touchdown scored in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. I want to give credit, like, because... I think he's the guy who can make the difference-making play that'll win it for the Colts, but I don't think Sam Bradford can do that for the Vikings. Even as bad as the Colts' defense is, I don't see Bradford being able to make that offense go. And I kind of don't. See, I see the Vikings struggling to put points on the board. And when the Colts really need to get in, I'm kind of leaning towards the Colts. It's, it's funny.
2: I'm looking at the numbers here. Sam Bradford got 14 touchdowns and three picks. Yeah. The season.
0: That's actually not bad.
2: It's really not bad. I, I, I really don't know what to make of it. And I don't think i really get talked about enough. Is that he just doesn't turn the football over? No, he doesn't. And he doesn't. He, 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 he doesn't really move the move the offense, but he doesn't turn it over either. If you only had a running back to really kind of take advantage of that, which they don't,
0: which they don't, which is
2: one of the reasons I just this offense is so stale. It's, it's fucking. It's boring. Um. There's not a good reason to make a choice the way you do, but I just don't really see them. If Andrew Luck can get a couple touchdowns, Ty Hilton on the board, you know, and Ty Hilton has shown pretty much the season that he can take on any special, yeah. you know,
0: doesn't matter who he's it, playing it, against.
2: Xavier Woods is, is good, but I, you know, I I don't see him being able to to lock him down entirely. Yeah. So I I I really I um it's, it's a tough one, but I'm gonna have to go with the Colts.
0: Wow. Okay. That's, that was both gutsy picks by both of us, because that's a tricky game. It's a very tricky yeah, game. Yeah, a but, hard one. Um, I mean, I hear you, man. I think the Colts, listen, the Vikings have just, they've made too many mistakes this year. Um, next up, Pittsburgh Steelers go on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals divisional matchup. Shaka, who you got? Um, Man, this one's pretty
2: straightforward for me. I, I think I think the Steelers I said before, this is is a must-win for them. They everything, everything leads to the playoffs and you know getting to a Super Bowl. You can't play around with the Bengals. The Bengals are terrible, but they're still so depleted on offense, and the defense is kind of questionable. Yeah, it's questionable enough yeah. that the Steelers should go in here with a sound enough game plan, and be able to execute it, and really not give up an L to these. That's not go home, you know. And put yourself in a uh, situation where you might not make the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Steelers are going to come in here and, and 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 take no shit, take yeah. no um, you know, take no prisoners. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to Steelers, man. I really like Steelers right now. I'm 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 vibing on just the potential that they have to just kind of kick the shit out of everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean their offense is so explosive. I'm picking the Steelers as well. They're going to take care of business. They want to get in the playoffs. You want to win this division. You got to win divisional matchups and. The Steelers are finishing the season with three straight divisional games. They're playing the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns. This is all. This is going to decide whether or not they get in. And you know, as for as hot and cold as they've been, this offense is clicking right now. If they're in the cold, they'll be running the ball. If you know, if they get and even when they're in the cold, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger found Antonio Brown in the snow last week against the Bills. You think he's, yeah. You think he's going to not have? You think he's going to have trouble finding him this week against Cincinnati? Bullshit. The Bengals, you know, and I love the Bengals' D, but I feel like everybody on the Bengals' D got a year... They got a year older, but it looked like they got five years older overnight. It really just happened fast, and... I keep forgetting Pac-Man
2: Jones
0: is on that D. Dude, Pac-Man Jones has been on... But he's been on the D for a while. He's been on the Bengals for, like, five seasons now.
2: He's, like, quiet. Like, it looks like he went into, like, witness protection out there or something.
0: Dude, they like him there. And uh, and I don't even think he's the problem. I think just as a whole, the Bengals... Something is wrong there. Something is really wrong, and you know what? They might just need to hit reset and, and start all over again. Not reset like throw the team out, but next year, just come out with a fresh start. Get a couple yeah. of wins under their belt. Tyler Eifert will be playing again. You know, A.J. Green will be healthy again. Right now, though, Steelers are going to steamroll them. Yeah,
2: man. No passes in the time. they got go. to go fresh.
0: Uh, next up... New Orleans Saints go on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Shaka, who you got?
2: Man, this might be an ugly one. Yeah,
0: and uh, we're starting to get to a point where some of these games don't even matter. Like, these yeah. we're, we're getting to worthless games now.
2: This one's definitely going to be ugly. Arizona's offense does not look great all season. Doubly so now that Michael Floyd, who's supposed to be their best option, and is not, is off the team. Yeah. Um, the Saints have kind of had two bad games back-to-back now. And I'm, I'm wondering what's the, the the hitch in the offense. But um, I, my, my, my confidence in Drew Brees has been shaking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was due for a bad game, but it, it's looking like they might hit a slump. And Arizona's defense is still pretty solid. Yeah,
0: Arizona still has a pretty nasty day.
2: So I, I think we're going to see more of the same formula from the, the Cardinals. And maybe they double down on this even more it's even more of a David Johnson offense, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think he's going to do very well for himself against that very, very shitty um, New Orleans defense. I'm yeah. going to go with Cardinals in this one. Okay,
0: I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm picking Arizona as well. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be indoors, and the Saints' defense is bad. I kind of think this is a great opportunity, like you said, David Johnson. David Johnson, David Johnson, David Johnson. And then... This is a great. I think I see Carson Palmer not throwing, turning the ball over a lot. Like this is where you know against a soft D like New Orleans, he's going to connect on some long plays. Um, Like I see J.J. Nelson seventy yard touchdown you know passes. Um, I see David Johnson ripping off forty yards. Um, And even you know, and I think Drew Brees is going to be able to throw the ball around. But you know, you the Cardinals secondary is not bad. And Drew mm-hmm. Brees is not the same when he's on the road, and I think that's going to play out. And you know what? The Saints, they got exciting at one point, but their season's petering out. Got to pick Arizona.
2: Who do we got next?
0: San Francisco 49ers go on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Shaka, who you got? Uh, I I
2: have to make a choice in this one.
0: <laughs> Technically, this be, you do have to make a choice.
2: This is going to be a massacre. Um, the Arizona. Sorry, not Arizona. Um, Atlanta's offense has never looked more dangerous. But having Colin's back mm-hmm. getting right back in. This is this is the, 20th, this is the perfect strapped.
0: time for Julio Jones to not be playing.
2: Yeah, right. Um Taylor Gabriel, they Devonta Freeman, they just got so much. And the forty nine is having so little. So little. So little. Um, so little. This is this is a gimme, man. This is uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh I looked for another blowout, a second blowout on her own.
0: Dude, Atlanta needs this win if they want to keep pace and stay in the playoffs. I think they're gonna tear them up, chew them up, spit them out, swallow them, put them back in their mouth, shit them out, and then just fucking rub them all over the floor. Uh, I went a little long in that metaphor there. Um, I don't even know if that's a metaphor. I just got dirty. Uh, yeah, Atlanta all the way. Their firepower in Atlanta in the dome. Come on now. Yeah,
2: this
0: is no contest, man. Okay. Uh, Oakland Raiders go on the road against the San Diego Chargers. Shaka, who you got?
2: All right, now this is important because, you know, Oakland Oakland just got taken down by a superior team. You know, that, there's a little bit of blood in the water, and mm-hmm. they, they really they really look mortal. Yeah, they Their do. Their car look beatable. Uh, granted, I don't think San Diego's a team that's going to, Really jump them in the alleyway and kind of take the lunch money, but you let you slip up and you let Philip Rivers make this competitive. You might just regret it. You might just regret it. Wow. Um, I, I'm not. This is not me by any way saying. I think San Diego's gonna win this, but I think <laughs> don't sleep. Don't sleep on San Diego, man. The, the, look, the surprising things have happened this season in the NFL. And, uh, you know, I, San Diego's taking a game or two that they had no business winning. I, 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 yeah, especially look they they took on the Denver Broncos and made them look made them look beatable. So I, I'm gonna say Oakland Oakland wins this. but okay. I would not be surprised if San Diego San Diego makes this competitive. Makes this you know come down to a fourth quarter with four minutes to really kind of to seal the deal okay. for Oakland.
0: I, uh, I'm also picking the Raiders. Uh, I think you're right. I think this is a trap game. This is an opportunity for Oakland to screw up. Uh, San Diego is dangerous. We saw them do this against Denver. I mean, they, they had that Thursday night game where they socked it to Denver really early and just took the game. Yeah. Um, I think, if anything, it'll be a shootout because... Um, I like San Diego's defense, but I think they're vulnerable enough that I think this is an op- This is a great opportunity for Derek Carr to get his mojo back. This is He's going to get his swagger back. I think he'll be throwing the ball all over the place, except that I think you're right. We're going to see Phillip Rivers doing the same thing. Um, I kind of see a high-scoring event, and, you know, I think Oakland's going to continue to prove that they're worthy of going to the playoffs because when the push comes to shove, they're going to pull out a victory in the fourth quarter. That's what I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this might be Shaka's game of the week. New England Patriots going on the road against the Denver Broncos. Shaka, who you got?
2: I think you're absolutely right. This is my game of the week. Now, um, I, I, we, we just talked about this too. So you got to bear in mind, Denver Broncos offense looking a little rough around the edges right now, and um,
0: looking very rough, rough around rough. the edges.
2: You can't look rough around the edges when you're playing the Patriots because nope. they will score. Nope, they
0: will. They, they will fucking kill you.
2: They will score. They kind of negate the whole superior defense kind of theory. Yep, yep. And you really gonna have to play football with they these guys. Might sco- gonna they, gonna they might score. They might not
0: score as much, best. but they're gonna score.
2: Yeah, you gotta come with your best, you, your best suit on, man. You don't, you don't come in here and you know win this thing with a, a good defense. So I, I I'm really hoping. And look. The Patriots' defense is beatable. The secondary is good. Mm -hmm. It's it's well-coached, it's well-trained, and they've made the best out of what they have. But at times, they make mistakes. They can be beat. Teams have beaten them. Teams have put points on them. Yep. So it's a doable thing. You can beat the Patriots, and you're at home. Um, But I I have too many questions about that Denver offense. I don't know if Trevor Simmons is as healthy as they say he is not mm-hmm. he actually is ready to play. No,
0: I, I hear you there. I, I hear you.
2: So, it, it's it, it's it's a curiosity. Um, I think they just need him to. Paxton Lynch is just raw. He's not ready.
0: No, he's not. So he is
2: they, not. I think they need Simeon to play, even if it's not at 100%. So, uh, that being said, I you know uh, uh, you need 100% to come at Tom Brady. You come at the King, and you're not doing that. I'm going to go Patriots, man. You it's it? be, not going to be a high-scoring affair, but... the Patriots put
0: up enough points? I'm going. I'm going with the Patriots as well. I think they're going to run it all over the place. Lagarrette Blount, thousand-yard season, 14 rushing touchdowns, leads the league. He is having the best season of his career. You've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Why the hell did anybody give up on this guy? Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. The Patriots, even with this stiff Broncos D, you said it, man. Tom Brady and the Patriots offense, they will find ways to score. They might not score 30 points. They might just score 24, but But they're going to find ways to move the ball. I do see some danger with Denver, uh, with Denver's offense, because Trevor Simeon, he does find ways to, you know, he's not terrible. He can make some good pass plays, and I see opportunities where he could get, he could really thread the needle find spots in that Patriots secondary to get the ball. And they're playing at home. They need to win this game to get into the playoffs. They're certainly going to give the Patriots their all, but Bill Belichick, he's going to game plan for a young quarterback, and he's going to really take it to him. And as good as Denver's defense is going to be, it's not going to be enough to slow down Tom Brady and the Patriots' offense. And I don't think Trevor Simeon's going to be able to put up enough points. New England.
2: It's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm going to be looking forward to checking that one out, though.
0: Definitely. Sunday night football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers go on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. It's time. Shaka, who you got?
2: Uh, look, man, I I got I gotta, I gotta tend a tender little spot in my heart for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. A scrappy team. But uh, that, that Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, I think they, they hit a rough spot with the Giants last week. But I don't think they're gonna hit one with uh, the Bucks. I think they're gonna come out. They're gonna play. They're gonna play basically the, that American team football we've been seeing all year. Mm-hmm. When they they remember that Ezekiel Elliott is probably, if he not is already, the best back in the league right now. I just no one had an answer for him yet. Nope. No one. No one had an answer for the combination of speed and power and not afraid to. Drop his shoulder and take a fucking hit. Yes, you know, and I know that Tampa defense can hit. So I, I, and even then, again, no one had an answer for him. So I, I think they kind of scale things back a little bit. They're gonna go where you know, go where the money is. They're gonna they're gonna run a lot of the. Mm-hmm. I think he gets thirty carries, maybe
0: mm-hmm. one time of possession, and dominate the ball. Yep. Don't let Jameis Winston beat you. Don't let Mike Evans get fifteen targets let him get 12 catches and
2: 140-something, you know, to really kind of change mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys really try to control this in both ends, but I'm going to go Dallas. Uh, not, not a dominating win, but I think they win by a touchdown at
0: least. I, uh, I'm also picking the Cowboys. They're going to be at home. Uh, Tampa Bay is really hot. They're playing great on defense, but I don't know if they have what it takes right now to dethrone Dallas. Dallas needs to bounce back from this loss against the Giants, which I think they're going to do. Um, and I think it's going to be a really close game. And I I think you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of running on both sides of the ball. Doug Martin, Ezekiel Elliott, they're both teams I think are going to try to, you know, really dominate time of possession as much as they possibly can. But I think this game might come down to turnovers. Like I think that Dallas might get a couple of turnovers off of Tampa Bay and that might be the difference maker by a field goal or a touchdown, but this is going to be a hell of a game. This is sort of a playoff game as well, but I mean Dallas has just been playing so darn well. I think they're going to get back to their game plan. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott running the ball, little play action. I mean, I don't I don't th- I think it'll be closer than a touchdown. I think it'll it might huh. be like a six-point game. But okay, I'm also I mean, but I'm picking fair,
1: the Cowboys. Man.
2: That's fair, man. Uh, again, this uh this this Bucs defense is no joke. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think they're going to. They're not just going to lay down and, and let uh, the Cowboys do whatever they want. No. Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be competitive for sure.
0: All right. Last game of the docket Monday Night Football. Carolina Panthers go on the road against the Washington Redskins. Josh Norman playing his old team. Shaka, who you
2: got? I read an article that said. Um, Well, I I skimmed it because I just did not agree with the sentiment whatsoever that uh, letting Josh Norman walk was the beginning of the end of uh, the Panthers' defense. I
0: disagree with that.
2: (laughs) I think it was a bit, you know what, it's just an eye grab. It's a hit for for, for clicks. Clickbait. Uh, I I think, um, look, I think Josh Norman fit that system so well. Mm -hmm. The, The kind of football that he plays is so physical and aggressive and, kind of harasses you mm-hmm. but i think when and, and as we've seen in washington he's been exposed a bit he's been beaten mm-hmm. a few times by good receivers he's looked pretty know? good
0: he's looked pretty good yeah he's, he's had moments where he's played like a good corner but he's also had times where he's been torched mm-hmm. so
2: um i don't know if that's well i not i'm positive that's not the reason why the Panthers are. Uh, the Panthers are just playing like shit this year. Yeah,
0: they've just been playing bad. They've lost a couple of close, like, not close games, a, a couple of bad games. Like, they got blown out. You know, they got, that that game against Seattle was fucking ugly.
2: Yeah. Games, I mean, things that worked for them last year. Did um, not work did not this year. Really, they're not translating to Ws anymore. And I remember a couple games last year. Carolina was, they you know, people were running scores up on them, and they would have to make these these big comebacks yes,
0: to, yes. to
2: stay in it and win. So there were times last year where the defense had holes in it as well. Yes, yeah. that when they played well, they played dominant as well.
0: Yeah. So, you, you know, Arizona had the same thing. Like, the things they were doing on offense were so good, they couldn't replicate them. It was like, wow, that was so perfect. There's no way we could match that again.
2: Yeah. So I think the chickens have kind of come home to roost this year. And, you know, when it's bad, sometimes it's just, it's just got to keep on pouring. So, um, I, 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 Washington's played well
3: all year. Kirk Cousins has played I think better than anyone's expected him yep, to play. Yep,
0: You and like ben, that? You know what? Good for him. Um, you're
2: going up against a very questionably talented, in fact, as you said, maybe once or twice on the podcast, a shitty team. <laughs> um, I expect Washington to win this. They they should win this. Cam Newton has not played very particularly well himself nope. lately. Nope. Um, and Washington's defense is good enough that they should be able to get enough stops and put up enough points that, you know, a beatable team in Carolina should be beaten. I'm going to go Washington.
0: I'm picking the Redskins as well, man. This is – Redskins, if they want to get in the playoffs, they need this. They need this victory. And, you know, Carolina's been – I'm looking at it now. They're 1-5 on the road. They've been bad on the road. They're bad in the secondary. Kirk Cousins likes to throw the ball. I mean, I see a Jamison Crowder touchdown here, and you know what? By the fourth quarter, I think that the front seven will start letting some run plays up to Fat Rob. So I, I don't have a lot of faith in Cam Newton's ability to get that offense going and have them put enough points on the Redskins. So right. Washington all the way.
2: Yeah, straight forward. Shocking. I'll watch that
0: game, though. Yo, definitely. That's going to be an exciting game to watch. That is definitely a better Monday night football matchup than the Colts-Jets. No offense to your Jets. <laughs>
2: so no, i'm not taking
0: any offense all right everybody that was it we just broke down week 14 we're getting to the end of the football season we're coming up on week 15 enjoy this week's slate of games it should be tasty as always thank you for listening to sam sports podcast you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes stitcher and soundcloud follow me on facebook at uh like my facebook page sam sports station follow me on twitter at smithface jones follow me on instagram at Sam Sports Station. You can also email Shaka and I with mailbag questions at samsportsstation at gmail.com, S-M-A-S-S-P-O-R-T-S-S-T-A-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. Shaka, any closing thoughts before we sign off for this week?
2: Folks, as always, uh, thank you guys for listening. Here in the playoffs, congratulations, you lucky bastards. You
0: lucky bastards. Um, play those
2: matchups. This will good favorable ones this week, and... um We'll hear from
0: you guys next week. Definitely. Everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We hope to hear you uh, have you come back next week while we break down Week 15. We're getting near the end of that season. Hopefully you're enjoying football as much as we are. But that's all we have for today. Sam and Shaka signing off. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
2: Enjoy the games, guys.